Welcome, everyone, to the Extraordinary Games Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dave Winchester, and this week I am joined by my good friend, Logan, so we can talk about The Last of Us. Not only The Last of Us Part 1, but also The Last of Us Part 2 and the new Last of Us HBO television show. It was a really weird discussion because it started off pretty good and then went into almost a straight-up fight and then went back into being great as we talk about The Last of Us Part 2 and the show. This was initially going to be a two-part podcast because it went on so long, but honestly, I couldn't think of a place to exactly split it up, so I'm just going to give you the full thing. I'm also not editing pretty much any of it. I'm just going to upload it as is, and hopefully you enjoy it. For one reason, I just don't have enough time to edit it, and then the second reason is I have had a very, very long week, and I really just want to like hang out and play the Resident Evil 4 remake demo and if i edit this podcast it's going to take about two hours to do that and then i'm going to have to go to sleep and then i'm not going to be able to play this demo for like four days so that's a good enough reason for me as any and uh another thing let's shout out our one and only patreon johnny v thank you again for supporting the podcast i hope you're still enjoying it And also, if you're listening to this, make sure you follow us on your podcatcher of choice, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, just make sure you follow or subscribe to us there. And uh, if you have any comments or want to leave us any notes about the show or if you have any you know, thoughts, you can find us on Facebook at Extraordinary Games. You can subscribe to our Patreon if you want to do that at Extraordinary Games as well. And uh, if you want to get in contact with me, the Twitter link is also in the description down below. So those are tons of places you can contact us. And uh, the last thing I want to talk about is the stuff I've been playing recently. So I picked up the Metroid Prime Remastered. So I've been playing that recently, really, really enjoying it. Way better than I thought it was going to be, especially with the new control scheme. So totally digging that. Still playing some Loop Hero. I'm going to try and powerhouse through the rest of Fable this week so we can do a podcast on that coming up soon. We actually have a podcast that's a little bit interesting coming up this this following week. Hopefully, we're going to be able to record that on Monday. And uh, let's see, what else have I been doing? Looking forward to the Resident Evil 4 remake, that's for sure. When that comes out, I'm going to be... I'm picking that up day one. I normally wait for games to go on sale, but that one's a day one purchase for me. I know the Dead Space remake just went on sale, and I might actually pick that up. If I if it if it's in my budget, I'll do that. And uh, the last thing I'm looking forward to is the Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, I have a deal with my wife that if it goes on sale for fifty bucks, we're gonna split it, and I can actually take a shot at that. And the last thing I'm playing is God of War Ragnarok on the PlayStation Five. Slowly working my way through. Just not a lot of time to do it. It's it's really busy this springtime slash winter. So hopefully I'll be able to get through that before the next season rolls around. And uh, that's about it. So I'm going to start some good old music from The Last of Us. And when we come back, we'll be joined by my friend Logan and we'll be uh, talking about the game. I'm going to apologize in advance for the weird like rant discussion that happens in the middle of the episode. Because like I, I was just... I don't know why I went off on a tangent about what type of game The Last of Us is, but I did. So if you have any comments about it and want to call me stupid, feel free. Go right ahead. I I was gonna cut it out, but I'm just gonna leave that in there. I don't. It just it it just was so stupid 
that uh, in retrospect, I was like, I should have just shut up, but apparently I didn't. So if you want to hear me rant like an idiot, this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it and uh, cue the music. Alright, welcome back, Logan. We get to talk about one of the, uh, I guess it's like a, a really important thing now that the show's out and everybody's actually seen this thing for what it is, which is an excellent game and now an excellent show, but we get to talk about The Last of Us. Oh yeah. Are you excited? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll see, I'm a diehard fan for The Last of Us in certain ways. But just not The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> I actually have a lot to say about that. I, I feel like I, I, I love it and I hate it at the same time. But we, we can, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Yeah. So And the show came out. When's the last time? Yeah, yeah the show came out. And, and you are what? almost caught up. So as a time of recording this, what the, I think the seventh episode just aired out of nine. I've seen all seven you've seen the first five yeah i haven't no 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 uh yeah yeah first five i left off with henry and sam uh that part in the show i finished that and uh that's where i'm at right now perfect so i just will not spoil the last two episodes it's actually pretty easy because is anything in my mind important i know exactly what they are uh uh, I mean, it, you played the Left Behind DLC, most likely, Wait, from the first game, right? Se- they did that in 6 and 7? Wait, which episode did they do that in? It's the 7th. Really? They 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 loop it into the the story of the show, but it's it's, oh, it's like almost a like... Backlash. Yeah, it's almost like plot for plot um, of the the game. So it's not like you're missing out on... like it. You, it's not like you know how like episode... By the way, before we get too heavy into this we are definitely doing spoilers on the show and on the game so if you haven't played the game then you you might want to like I'm, i've been trying not to spoil this for my wife since we started watching the Bro, show i can't stop talking <laughs> about it We're, i'm watching with my girlfriend i can't stop saying like yo that's not how that happened but this is how it actually happened because she, she keeps asking me and then i have to explain it because like because she knows i used to play the games and i was like halfway through the beginning part with her so every single time something happens on the show, I like I start talking about it like to myself, and then she starts asking me about it. And I just have to go off and explain. But, yeah, I've I've been doing really good of like not going back and being like, oh, it was totally different in the show. Like the first couple episodes, I was like, this is different in the show than it is in the game. And this actually like this last episode that we watched, my wife turned to me and she was like, Did, is this in the game? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's a little bit different, but it's the same. So I've kind of like dialed it back a little bit. Like my little Last of Us fanboyism has kind of like taken a little bit of a backseat within the last few episodes, which is good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I can't help it. I'm being I'm being tricked into explaining everything. So everything yeah, needs to I be understand. <laughs> but yeah, just for anybody who hasn't watched the show or you know played the Last of Us game, if you don't want spoilers, just fucking I. Do not feel bad. Just turn this podcast off and go do something else. Come back to it later when you've seen it or you've played it or whatever. We could also but we are going to be sp- break it up into parts, right? Like we could do like uh, 
uh, first game, second game comparison, like stuff like that, and slowly get to the show? Or do you want to just do everything all at once wherever we're at? I've, you know what? I figure we'll just do everything all at once wherever we're at. Okay. And if we want to revisit, revisit it later, I'm totally down for that. Because I've been realizing uh, lately, as I've been doing the show, that like there's just so much to talk about about some of these games that like i'm gonna have to revisit like i just did a two-part halo episode and i'm still there's still shit missing that we didn't talk about as far as like storyline and stuff well halo so i'm just long too right like it's a it's a long series lots of detail lots of you know fan yeah and we were just but here's the thing we were just talking about the, the the first game but the problem is the first game has like supplemental books and it has like you know shit on the side and then there's all this lore that goes into before the game even started and reach and all that crap so i've realized now that we're just gonna have to do multiple episodes sometimes or maybe bring in more people and revisit it my thought process is after like you know 30 episodes or something i am not leaving it out of the question that we go back and revisit some of this stuff so we get to what we get to if we don't get to it then Maybe maybe someday down the line we we come back and revisit it. Plus, there's like what fucking three releases of The Last of Us at this point. There's so Last there's of Us four, actually, isn't there? Is the is the first one? Then there's a remaster. Then there's second. Then they did the, another version of the remaster for the PS5, which is part one. So there's like four. Yeah, probably, yeah. There, there's so much shit, and like uh, yeah, there's just so much. So just if you haven't played or watched the show, just like I said, turn it off. Maybe come back to us later afterwards because there's no way to talk about this game without talking about spoilers, in my opinion. That's fair. Because yeah. um, I would say, what well, a majority of what makes this game great is the storyline. Like, the action's all right, but the storyline is, like, what what brings it home, you know? The characters, the story, it's, yeah, it's pretty much, it's one of those single-player games that you just, it makes you feel stuff. It's actually really, really good. Lots of detail and interesting interactions. It's like a TV so show. So I have to ask, yeah. what did did you did you play this on the PS3 or did you play it when the the PS4 remaster came out? I started on the PS3. Uh, Ooh, okay. I played the first version, not too much actually. I played the first version like maybe once or twice. Then when the PS4 one, no, I played the first version like once, maybe almost twice. It was like one time, and then I like tried playing again, and I didn't. But then I revisited it in the remaster. On PS4, I played the crap out of that one. Don't get me started on the multiplayer, bro. That multiplayer got me so triggered on the PS4 when I was playing with my friend every day because you know there wasn't like a lot of games out at the time. We were just like constantly playing multiplayer on on uh, the Last of Us, and uh, and then uh, we did like challenge runs. We'd like play side by side. I played I played that one a lot, and then my friend uh, like super obsessed with it. Knows literally every single thing about the game. He's played on every hard like every difficulty he knows where all the things are and where they take them out during the difficulties when they get harder like he's he's told me all of it when we did our runs and then last was obviously uh last was part two i played that literally the day of release beat it as fast as i could but tried to do everything in the entire game that i was allowed to do uh played through that one twice actually and then part one i actually didn't finish I, I got halfway through. I actually passed Bill's Town. I made it to the city, and uh, I stopped playing after that because there was other stuff I started playing. But yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at for all the games. 
Okay, so I played the the PS3 version on release, and then I played the remaster because at the time the PS4 didn't really have much, and it came out pretty early in the PS4 life cycle, so I like picked it up. And for a while, I would say that was probably the best game on the PS4. Like The Last of Us was fucking awesome, and then they remastered it at 60 frames per second, and they brought all the, the DLC from the multiplayer in, and it was just like, ah, oh, I was playing that for so long, so long. And then I played Last of Us Part 2 when it came out, but I have yet to play The Last of Us Part 1, which is the latest PS5 release, because I refuse to pay $70 for a game I've already played twice. I couldn't but, help. I couldn't uh, help. <laughs> It's a good game. Uh, I will say that there are some differences in it, though. Very minor. So stuff. I wanted to ask that. So if you if you like playing it, like what are the differences between part one and the uh, like original release? For me so far, uh, I haven't beaten it, obviously. So I can't say like for 100% certain that everything's different. But uh, I do know that when I was playing through it, uh, there were certain collectibles and things that I just could not find where they usually are. And it was kind of annoying to me. Not like a big deal. It was like something very, very like stupidly minor. It was like, oh, this firefly tag is in here. Oh, there's no like ammo in this like drawer that there usually is. What's up with that? Or like, oh, the letter used to be on this wall and now it's over on this like table, like out in the open. It's like, I don't know. It's very minor stuff though. Extremely minor so far. And I have not beaten it, so. Okay, well, I, that's what I was wondering. I, I was wondering if when they did The Last of Us Part 1, if they were going to change any significant parts of the story or, you know, get rid of things or uh, modify things that make a huge difference. Honestly, I but was from the, flying through it, and I don't think they changed much of the stuff. I think it's still the same story. It seems yeah, like the same right. dialogue, same story, same, you know, level design. All right, so... For The Last of Us, when I first played it on the PlayStation 3, I thought it was absolutely amazing. Like a great, just like swan song for that console. It was one of those games that came out way at, like the PS4 was literally right around the corner when The Last of Us launched. And I remember thinking like, why am I buying this game when the PS4 is coming out? And like, I want to say it was less than a year after the, the actual launch of The Last of Us. But then after playing it, I saw like why like like they could have delayed it until uh, the PlayStation 4 launch, but the game was like serviceable enough to be played on a PS3. With that being said, it does not run well on the PlayStation 3. You can tell playing that game that they are pushing the fucking PS3 to like like way beyond what it should be doing. Honestly, I thought which it looked is crazy. amazing as a kid. I was like, this is incredible. It like blew my mind when I saw the graphics on PS3. That's why I got the game. I was like, well, that's the thing. It looked so good. It just did not run super well. I remember going from, was it Uncharted? I think the last Naughty Dog game I played before The Last of Us was Uncharted 2. Because I think I played Uncharted 3 after I played The Last of Us. And when I was playing Uncharted, like, that game just runs like fucking butter, like, the entire time. And then I started playing The Last of Us, and I'm like, this game is way more grounded. There's a lot less, like, open area. There's, like, way less enemies in most battles. Yet, there are times when you're playing The Last of Us on PlayStation 3 where that, like, the game is struggling to keep, like, 25 frames a second. Really? Yeah, it chugs hard and a lot of people don't remember that because they just remember 
you know, the game looking amazing. Because when you think of The Last of Us, like, you don't really think of gameplay too often. Most people think specifically of, like, the cutscenes and how awesome they looked and how good the lighting was. For me personally, I'd have to disagree. I actually look so the way i played games back in the day was i paid a lot of attention to gameplay and story because i didn't have internet so i never got to i never played on uh like the only way i could play online was like much later on and so i had this like whole stretch of period where i was just playing the game non-stop like over and over and over again and it wasn't until like halfway through owning the uh, what's it called? Or like near the ending half of playing the PS3 that actually got multiplayer. And that's when I just like jammed on like Call of Duty Black Ops 2. And I like went crazy on like Last of Us multiplayer. But for the most part, I just replayed missions over and over, like chapters all the time. And I would take, I, I found it so, so good that I would like walk around levels after I like cleared the area. Like I knew what I had to do after I beat the game a few times and I would just walk around like look at stuff and like interact with things. I would find like the little like locked doors and like little notes for the safes that I didn't notice before. And then I would like do it again and again. I always remember having like no issue with the game. I never really had a problem. I did play, I didn't play on release though. I, I definitely played like much further like after release i never even knew the game existed until like a while after and then even then played through it a whole bunch and then i finally got like an internet connection at home and that's when i started playing online stuff um but i never had an issue with like any of those games uh, as far as i could remember i think uh i had issues with online though for sure I've had like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, I've had issues where that's because oh, like, yeah. my internet was really shitty though, because it was like, you know. I, well, I, on I, top I, of that, the PlayStation Three online was was pretty pretty rough to begin with. Yeah, like, every part of it. Like, even just if you ever want to realize how how far we've come as far as online services go, boot up a PlayStation Four or PlayStation Five, and then go to the store and just like look at like how you would buy a game. And then boot up a PlayStation 3 and just time it. Just time how long it takes to open up the PlayStation, like the PSN PlayStation Store, and just click on a game. It takes like 20 minutes just to get a game, just to get to the point where you can like purchase and download a game. Whereas on like a PS4 or PS5, you're there in like two minutes max. It's insane. It's kind of crazy. But. Yeah, but like the PlayStation, a lot of people don't realize how how hard it was to program on the PlayStation Three and how many issues that game had. But almost any time there was a a large firefight, or God forbid, there was fucking smoke on the screen for whatever reason, whether it be like a bomb going off, um, the particle effects from the like the bloaters or anything like that that would spew out like a crazy amount of particles anything along those lines that would semi tax the GPU and the, the PS three that would tank the frame rate down to below 30 frames per second every single time. Like if you're looking at, if you go back and look at like frame rate comparisons, it's really, really hard to, to call that like a consistent like experience. And that's the reason why I enjoyed playing it so much more on the PlayStation four, because having like either a locked 60 frames per second or a locked 30 frames per second 
just made combat so much easier in the long run, especially because for some reason, I don't know if it's just like a me thing, aiming in Uncharted and aiming in The Last of Us, just it does it never feels correct. I don't know if it's like the third really? person <laughs> part of it. It just always feels slightly off. I don't it's I, either due to like look acceleration or something wacky, but I don't have the precision in those games that I would in a game like even Gears of War or other third person shooters. I don't know. I, I feel like it's actually pretty easy for, for when I was playing. I just kinda like snapped to it. Uh, I think I think Gears of War third person and then like Last of Us and like Uncharted. I think they definitely have a very different version of third person because I remember uh, I played Gears of War uh, on the Xbox. What was it Xbox 360? I think honestly I don't even remember. Yeah, I think it was the Xbox 360. It was like the first time I played Gears of War. I remember that being very clunky. It was very like it was straight. Like everything that there was no like uh like the character wasn't like fluid. It just kind of like pointed wherever you pointed. It was like very straight, very snappy, right? But then when I did like third person and like let's say Infamous, right, or like Uncharted or The Last of Us, it felt like the motion was like as if the character was alive. Like the character was like fluid mo like because you know people aren't gonna like aim like a like a trained super soldier like in like in uh in like uh gears of war uh maybe that was like just the way they wanted to do it but i always felt like it's very direct very straight in gears of war like if i point at something it would hit it exactly boom 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 but in like these other games i felt like i i felt like i snapped easier to like the fluid motion because i understood why it was going in the way it was i guess if that explains anything like it, it like they had the little bounce, they had the little like arch drop, they had the little like you know the tiny details that made the character like move in a specific way that you would expect the person to actually move in real life. Like if you had the thing in their hand, like if you had the bow or you had like the superpower, you're looking over, you're not just gonna have like perfect aim all the time. Like you're gonna have like this like little droopiness or this movement sway or something. It felt like uh, it felt more immersive to me, I guess. If that's what you're talking about. Or do you yes. mean like so it's it's I, I call it um uh it's it's not mouse acceleration but it's the equivalent of that. So like the second you go to aim, let's say you're you're trying to aim at an enemy's head and it's not very far off from where you're currently looking at. So let's say you're like looking at the screen and you're trying to shoot an enemy and they're slightly off center from your screen, like like an inch to the right or whatever. With Uncharted and Infamous and games like that, they have what's called like it, it's called like look smoothing so the second you if you were to like flick your thumbstick you wouldn't spin super fast no matter how hard you flick it it would move by degrees it'd move like in a slower pace so that way you could line up the shot a little bit better i on the other hand prefer the opposite method which is like like the first person shooter halo style method where it's just like if i'm hitting the thumbstick hard in one direction it's going to move my reticle hard in that direction. My precision aiming is going to come from me not moving my thumbstick as hard so I can like kind of guide it a little bit more accurately myself. And I think that's my biggest issue with this game is it always has that on. So if I'm like trying to quickly move around or turn around in The Last of Us, it's not going to let me do that. It's going to smooth it for the first half second or so and then kick into gear and let me actually spin. And that shit like drives me insane. Not because it's there. 
Like it, it doesn't drive me insane that just that the fact that it exists, it pisses me off because you can't turn it off. Like if there was like a controls scene that was like, Hey, turn off, like look acceleration. I would be all over this shit. I'll just fucking like knock that shit down. I'd be perfect. Like it'd be fine for me to aim. But when I'm in like a, like a really like life or death situation, there's a shit ton of runners coming at me or like two clickers in a room and I want to take them out quickly and my my fucking controller's like, nah, man, you can't move that fast. That bugs the hell out of me if I can't turn it off. And I get it. I get why. It's because they know that using an analog stick, it's harder to aim in in third person or in any game. So they're trying to make it a little bit easier for the player to line up those shots. Whoa. It, you have it. Okay. It's reverse. Okay. So like Halo's easier. Because the rectangle is the rectangle. Nothing's moving, nothing's swaying. The only difference is the gun drop, like the bullet drop. You you just need to put the rectangle on something and it dies. These games are more like for you to feel like you're really like like you understand why this person can't just snap the stuff like in Call of Duty or like Halo. Like like they're putting it there so that you can feel the fear almost it's it's like uh they're not they're not no no and it only happens on certain weapons if you noticed it happens on the bow and it happens on the sniper rifle and it happens i think with the handgun happens on both the handguns the the shotgun it happens all of the weapons the shotgun has no sway the shotgun has zero sway sway. if you replay the game the shotgun has zero sway whatsoever it has Um, it has sway if you're like trying to aim in but you never use the shotgun to aim in because the shotgun you just pull it out you just bam bam ew it's it's difficult because on the sway like i think it also has to do with like character design as well because i always felt like like uh i mean this could be like completely just me thinking about it too much but whenever you know how like in the whole first game like jill would never give ellie a gun because you know she's just a kid and he doesn't want to do all that stuff i always felt like when i was joel i was like a beast like i would just wreck people i would always get like the good rectical i mean obviously you can get the pills to make it better but you know what i mean like i i always felt like it was easier minus all those upgrades like take away all the upgrades all the all the little like pills and stuff to like to like get rid of your focus and whatnot i felt like joel just as a character felt like i had more confidence in like shooting like playing the game and then with ellie i feel like she had so much more like sway when she aimed there's so much more drift uh then oh yeah that's 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 100 game yeah Yeah, that's game design i love that so much but but i'm not see that's the thing i'm not talking about the sway i'm actually talking about the feel of aiming those are two different like things like the sway i can get used to but if i'm trying to move my my like reticle fast and the game prevents me from doing it because it's like ah you're on the console you you don't know how to aim correctly that drives me goddamn insane like that's that's a player preference that's not game design related that is them not allowing the the player themselves to control the character how they should be able to be like controlled essentially but that's like that's that's Naughty Dog game design because they do the kind of the same thing in Uncharted as well, and I understand that. But it's one of those things where give the player the option. Like if you look at The Last of Us Part Two, there's a shit ton of accessibility, excuse me, accessibility options for the player to have, so they can 
modify almost every goddamn thing in the last of us part two oh, from, and like, the color of stuff to the sound one, like, they, they added that in part one too that was a massive change in part one they added way more accessibility in that one from what i hear uh yeah audio exactly. navigation combat like everything i have is actually but allow me to to tweak my control the way i want it to be tweaked that's like playing call of duty and being like you know what we're gonna give you the controls of battlefield like no no let me let me play my shit how i want to play it that's that's my one of my biggest complaints but with that being said overall the gameplay is actually pretty fun because they just took the gameplay from uncharted took out the jump button and tweaked the enemies and that was pretty much it in in my opinion the actual the only thing that they really had to pay attention to as far as game design and gameplay goes that's different from uncharted to this game is the different enemy types like how the clicker can't see and how the runners will react and their kind of like patterns. Cause this game mostly plays like a stealth game if you're playing it correctly and the combat, the actual, like you getting into combat most of the time will only happen if you fuck up. Like, I feel like it, so, the game is impl- it's more of a, implication rather than a recommendation or no my bad let me say like this it's more of a implied thing because you know how every zombie apocalypse thing is like you gotta be quiet you gotta be careful you don't want to alert the horde or whatever but i think personally like they designed the game very well to play any way you want because you'll notice in like oh i I call bullshit no no there is no way you are going through this game guns blazing let me explain let me explain so, so uh, okay. So there's like in every level, there is a route you can set up to go guns a blazing. They put they put specific op like items, explosives or like uh, uh, bottles and bricks and all kinds of stuff in specific areas. They put like little nail bombs in some places and stuff like that in the open area knowing there's going to be a lot of enemies so either you take advantage of that knowing it's there after you played it or you fuck up you realize you're getting like overwhelmed and you see them you're like oh shoot i can use that i can do that like it's it's a it's a it's a game preference in my opinion because of i I mean i've played it like so uh, at least part part one i've played a lot and i know where every little bit and thing is i know how all the levels are acting some levels i will admit though that they highly like they make it very difficult to do that guns a blazing thing like in some of the tunnels i remember there was like a lot of stuff with you need to be quiet and there's not too many explosives but other areas it's like very out in the open and available um it depends on what level you're talking about to be more specific i guess like uh there's definitely areas that make it harder and then areas that like hint at it like you know you could do this if you want to but you don't have to you know that was well that's what i would say let's say the the place i'm at and because i'm like slowly replaying through it to kind of like take a look at what the differences are between the show and the game yeah the the place i'm at right now is like i just got out of the the safe room with bill and it's the part where you pretty much have to like sneak through to try to uh to get to the other side of the town and when you're in that area out if you don't have bill like let's say let's say for whatever reason like and i can't happen in the game let's say say for whatever reason bill was dead you would have such a fucking hard time getting through that area because 
there's not a lot of ammo. There is a shit ton of runners and clickers, and you do not have enough ammo to deal with all of them. Well, that's even that's the best part yeah. because you don't always need ammo. I'll tell you the most. You do if you fucking going up against the clicker, and that's no, no, the no, biggest no, no, problem no. I have with the game. Don't ready? See, I'll explain it. The greatest, most broken weapons in the entire game are glass bottles and bricks. I swear by it, there is nothing more broken than a glass bottle or a brick in the entire Last of Us series. I swear by it. The thing is, is like, clicker, you know how clickers are supposed to be like super strong? You never want to melee fight a clicker, right? Ever. Ever. They will literally like mess you up one hit, one shot, you're dead. That's why you want to be so careful around them. I've done runs where my friend taught me i can take a bottle or a brick as long as i have like uh obviously you're right you do need to be equipped but as long as you have a bottle and a brick you can take down a clicker with melee easy no yeah. you can't you can you can't no because anything uh past normal mode if you don't have a weapon that can one uh like Let's say like uh the pipe with like the the, the scissors, scissors on it, on it or yeah. something like that. If you try to hit them with a bottle and then melee them, if you hit twice and don't hit the third time, they will kill you instantly. Yeah, instantly every fucking time. You take but, the bottle, you take the brick. Oh no, you're never supposed to fight them without the bottle of the brick, though. That's like part of the problem. You have to hit them with the bottle of the brick. That's or what else I'm saying, though. If you hit, hit them, it stuns them. One, it stuns them long enough for you to get two three hits if you're very lucky and right on top of them my one of my biggest complaints though is like yeah if you have a bottle or a brick you can take out a clicker that's totally like totally understandable but the like i said you're not going to go around fucking hitting every one of them with a bottle or brick and then going guns a blazing you're not going to have enough ammo to do it that's the that's the thing it depends this game it depends on nearly how you forces you to do it it doesn't force you. You force your. You, you basically have to decide for yourself, right? Either you're going to be cautious and be like, "I'm going to save all my ammo for the end of the game," because let's be real here. Unless you're playing on like super hard difficulty, you're probably going to have something left over by the end of the game if you if you just conserve all your stuff. But if you're just playing normal mode, you can play any way you want. That's why it's normal mode. I, I strongly disagree. I promise strongly you. Disagree. I can play through the I have game. Play, okay, you. I've beat I've beaten this game th- two times on PlayStation Three, at least four times on PlayStation Four, including uh, the hardest difficulty mode. I, it's unrealistic, especially once once you get past like, uh, well, is it realistic or is it grounded? Grounded, my bad. There's grounded. two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, ground is the hardest. Once you get one. to once you get to grounded, you you have to play the game stealthily. The enemies do too much damage to you to get into gunfights with them. And then on top of that, God forbid you get attacked by anything more than like two runners. Yeah, but that's and an, they see you because you're fucked. Every game difficulty though, literally every game. You can't. Yeah, you but can't again, go you're not on that kind of level in every single game. It's always cautious. It's always. But careful. that's what I'm saying. It matter. The, the game. The game is strongly implies that you should be cautious. It's almost a stealth game to, to a degree. Like, yeah, there are areas of the game where you have to fight enemies. Like, there are areas of the game where it literally forces combat. Like, like I said, I'm in Bill's mission, and there's a part where you just like walk out, and there's a bunch of cars, and it's an open area, and fucking a shit ton of runners and two clickers come out. 
Like you're going to get into combat regardless, but there, the game does not give you the resources to 100% go through this game. Guns of blazing uh, guns of blazing, especially like on the hardest difficulty. No, and that's not a fault of the game. I'm just saying this game plays. It's strongly implied that you play a lot of sections in this game, like a stealth, like a stealth game. And then kind of adjust accordingly when shit goes south. Because the game, the game designers expected you for a majority of the areas to go in, probably take out two or three enemies stealthily, and then clean up the rest if you get caught or if you get attacked or if shit happens. And you can see it in every single like scenario for the entirety of the game. Like as you're going through, there are some scenarios where you, yes, it's all combat, but a majority is like. Yeah, there's a patrol going by. You take out like three or four of the patrol and then maybe the last two guys see you and you have to clean them up. And they kind of they kind of pace it that way for a reason. They never give you an insane amount of ammo because they don't want you just going and blasting through because they don't want you to play the game like a fucking combat game. They want you to play the game like you're a survivor in an apocalypse and be fucking stealthy about it. And the amount of times, too, where the game, there's a reason they set up checkpoints like right before a lot of these areas because they're like, if you do going guns a blazing, it makes the game way fucking harder than if you were to play it like a stealth game. But like that's in that's why I say like you can do anything you want because we're you're talking about like the harder difficulties or like putting yourself to the limit or like you know what I'm saying like the the levels that I'm I'm talking about like. The base game, normal mode, you can literally play it any way you want on any level. Like, uh, actually, I'd say the only, there's only like, uh, like four levels I would say that you have to do stealth in out of all the chapters. Everything else you can play any way you want on normal mode. If you do it on hard or like anything above or like hit grounded, whatever, uh, those game modes are going to be heavily implied that you like place cautious like every game's harder difficulties yeah there is a i will agree though there is a there is a very obvious path saying play stealth but my i'm just saying you can play any way you want in like on the regular mode regular gameplay because there's like so much stuff available to you that's why when you go to the hard difficulties, they take away all those things. They take away all the stuff that you'd normally find. You'd be like, oh, I'm I'm going to like shoot my way through this whole thing. And then I know I can find a locker over here that's going to be stuffed with junk that I could use. Or, oh, I know I'm going to get like five extra bullets in this drawer. So like I could totally grab that. But that's why they take it away. Because they want you to have a harder time. Because they want you to like suffer. Because, you, you you know, you're not going to put up the game difficulty and say, oh, well, I get to play any way I want now anymore. No, you, you got to play by the game rules at that point. Uh, the, the, here's the thing, though. I, you're you're talking about okay. So you're saying you're playing this game through on normal mode. Yeah. Let's say I'm let's say I'm like this is my first time playing the game on normal mode, right? Meaning I don't know anything about the the true mechanics of the game. The game has not told me how glass bottles work to stun enemies. None of this because the game doesn't. No, the game doesn't until you do it, right? And hypothetically you're in uh the building right after you escape the uh the federal quarantine zone right yeah yeah there's an area in that building with clickers right? where there are like there are like five or six fucking runners in a clicker 
there is no way on your first playthrough you have enough ammo or weaponry to deal with that. There's no way. I think there's there's, you will get killed only, every single time. There's actually only two runners, I think, in that office building. There's two runners no, there, and then there's... When you, you're, when you jump when you down, drop down, yeah, that area. Then they give you the revolver right before that. That and then they all, do give you the revolver, so you have bodies, like seven rounds. No, all the bodies in that area on the floor, they give you revolver ammo because they're all dead guards. And you get a there's, and you get two bats, and you get like a whole bunch of broken bottles and glass. You could easily go. But again, but again, the game has not told you one. This is your first encounter of a clicker to, to begin yeah. with, and two, the game has not told you how glass bottles work. And three, clickers take a shit ton of revolver ammo. And if you get close to them with a weapon and they attack you, you're fucking dead. This is why I'm saying the game is designed to be played at majority as a stealth game. I'm not saying that you can't play it as a straight-up combat game. You can if you know how the game mechanics work and you've played through it before. I'm saying as a first playthrough of the game, you're not going to play it. You're not going to be able to survive it as an all-out combat game. It's not going to happen. I, I mean, I, There's I had that. an easy time when I was learning the game. I don't know. Like, here's the thing. Uh... When I was, I mean, I also play a lot of video games, so maybe it's like your your perspective is like if it's someone brand new to playing a video game, it's never like or like because that's actually. how you design a fucking game. Yeah. You can't you can't design a game like oh man, this game's played seven hundred games. That's not how fucking game design. So you're works. saying they design you games for people who aren't gamers. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Why do you think every fucking Call of Duty game has a tutorial? I'd mission? say nowadays like it's much more. One. It's much more heavily designed that way. But back then, it was more like you know the audience you're gonna eventually get, and you know that people are gonna recommend it. The only like remember back then. That's the why old... this game has tutorials every time you touch something. But you just said they like, don't literally show you any every of item. items or anything like that. But they don't because they don't tell you how glass bottles work. You know how they tell you glass bottles work. They tell you to throw it away from yeah. an enemy so that way they can go after the noise. They do not tell but, you, hey, if you throw it at an enemy, it'll fucking stun they them. They do have an auto and, lock on when you even come close to an enemy. Like when you're throwing it, like say say someone like picks up the glass bottle. Yeah, it does. It, it turns automatically green and it tells you that, that you can hit. Yeah. yeah. But absolutely. If you're, but if again, you're trying to throw a bottle away like in an area with like okay, so the first encounter you get with a clicker is actually right before you do that whole like uh fight down there. Is they they say, Oh, there's, there's there's a clicker here. And you guys it's encouraging you to sneak by the clicker, right? Tell it has a whole bunch of bottles yeah. and uh bricks and everything. Yeah, it's crazy how it does tells you to sneak yeah, by the yeah, clicker, yeah. right? It tells you how to sneak by the but clicker. Then, Not hey, go try to hit it with a fucking bottle and beat it. The first thing you find is a bottle on the ground. And you know what the first thing they tell you to do? They tell you to throw it oh like near where the clicker is. The moment you pick up the bottle and you aim in that direction, it automatically locks onto the clicker. Every time. Yeah. But again, it it still doesn't tell you what happens if you whack a clicker with a bottle. Why does it auto That's lock the on? thing. It, that's that's what i'm saying the the game doesn't tell you the things that are required for you to play through this game like a full-out fucking uncharted combat game well that's that's it, the thing is like it's not it required. implies them it implies them it does not tell you them and that's why i'm saying yes i'm sure if you've played through this game seven times no, i'm saying that you could probably go through it as a fucking full-on combat game but the game itself gives you the tools and the items 
to mostly go through it as a stealth game with combat mechanics to fall back on. I'm saying that like That's, the game why do you yeah. think why do you think that when Ooh. you're aiming at something the reticle fucking sways because they don't want you to be shooting everything. I'm saying that you can play it as a full combat game if you want to because it allows you to. It doesn't force you to play in any way, but it encourages you to play like stealthily. I'm not saying that you can play I, all of Halo like Spider-Man, but it's not a Spider-Man game. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what like, I'm saying, though. The game designers had a blatant idea for what this game should... How they wanted people to play it. And it's a, if you play it the way it's meant to be played, it actually functions pretty well. The stealth mechanics aren't the greatest, but they function well enough to... to make the game a believable and enjoyable I'm experience. I'm not saying it's not a stealth the, game. I'm not saying that you're not supposed to do stealth. I'm saying you can do stealth, and you don't need to do stealth. That's my point. You don't need to do stealth throughout the whole game. And it encourages you to play the way that you want on base game release. And to be honest, I don't know the brand new player not playing on easy mode. I'm going to be real with you. Like The, the likelihood <laughs> of that is very, very low. So I think they're going to have quite an easy time getting to the game at any time in any way that they would like because that's why there's different modes to the game if someone's struggling and they refuse to learn the mechanics and they just want to go guns a blazing yeah they'll put it down to easy mode they will get all the guns and ammo that they want and they'll fly right through the game guns a blazing oh, yeah but that's my point is you can play this game any way you want that's what i'm saying it does there's obviously a style to play it but it's not necessary that's why i thought that that was like one of my thumbs up about the game is like it if a person wants to play the game the way that they would like it allows them to do that granted yeah the whole bottle and like brick thing may be very particular like maybe the person doesn't throw it where they want to go they throw it a completely different way like maybe they won't know for a while maybe they won't even learn the trick at all like there's probably people who played through the whole game and still haven't done that yet but that's like kind of the charm of the game in a way where it allows you to do and figure out things that you want to do and figure out if you want to play through it stealthily like the game suggests in a way then yeah you can but if you want to go guns a blazing you can as well very easily if you want to do that on hard mode which you're saying then yeah there's no way anyone's gonna do that on hard mode like that's you just won't get there you, that it just doesn't work that way I'm just saying that like one of the pluses was its versatility in gameplay. Like uh it doesn't it doesn't really restrict you as much as I think you're saying it does. And uh that's coming from someone who's played like the base game like I don't even know how many times I've played it and beaten it at this point. I literally have no idea. But uh I mean that's for Last of Us Part 1 though. Don't get uh, yeah. yeah, that's Last of Us Part 1 at least. I don't. I've only played through Last of Us Part Two like twice, so I. I well, that's more than I've played through Last of Us Part Two because I think I've played through it once, and I was like, I am I, never touching. I know the feeling. I trust me. I know the feeling. I had the same vibe, but uh, we'll get to that though. We'll get to that. Um, uh, yeah. what uh, what else was there to address in the gameplay? Uh, is uh, I I honestly I think the gameplay overall is great. I think like I still disagree that like. I want to say probably 95% of the players that play this game are going to play through it stealthily because the first time they get whacked by a clicker one time and get fucking downed, they are not going to try to shoot anybody. They're they're going to try to like sneak by those majority yeah, of the time. Fair, that's fair to us. Um, and they give you, yeah, and, and 
like the game, like they give you listen mode where you, it's essentially fucking Batman Arkham Asylum vision where you can like see around or through corners and figure out where enemies are for that exact reason. This game's trying to tell you like, hey, you're probably going to die if you just like fucking try to shoot everyone in this game or try to go hand to hand. So know where they are, fucking sneak around. Good luck. And God bless. But, but it's like, not like it's not like a. Uh, I think the way that we both see it is, if someone says you, you, it's a game that's forcing you to play in, in like stealth. I'd say no, because a game that would force you to play a certain way would literally like brutally punish you for trying even a little bit to play in that way. Whereas like you could easily get around it with this game. Like like if it was like forcing you to be in stealth, it'd be like you got caught, you got to start the level over again, or, oh, you'll instantly die the moment someone catches an eye on you. Like, you got to start the level over again. But in this one, it doesn't do that. But no game is like that besides Splinter Cell. That's the thing. <laughs> like, you, you're not going to tell me that fucking Metal Gear Solid is not designed to be played like a stealth game. Because, yeah, you can shoot your way through all of Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, probably 3, although I've never tried it. Um, but that doesn't make it any less of a stealth game because they give you a FAMAS or, you know, a fucking Stinger rocket launcher. The game is designed as a stealth game, first and foremost, and those weapons are secondary to fall do back Do they on. allow you to upgrade like, so that you can have easier use and full combat explosives and, like, everything that's like, oh, the moment I get these certain items, I'll just be able to, like, plow through whenever I want kind of thing in Metal Gear? I don't think so. At least from Metal Gear, the uh, first they one consistently I saw. give you stronger and stronger yeah, weapons. Yeah, but like you can't like, aim all of them very easily. Like it still hinders you to an extent. Like it kind of forces you to to play by the rules in a way. Like you still get the alert. You, you, you cannot argue that Metal Gear Solid is more of a stealth game than this game is. There is no enemy in Metal Gear Solid that can kill you in one hit if it gets close to you. Like, you can fucking kill everything in Metal Gear Solid if you feel the need to. Like, you can go full guns blazing, SOCOM run, unsuppressed, as long as you can make it from one area to the next. The only time it forces you to is if, like, there's an area that locks down if you get detected. And even still, you could just kill everyone and then wait. And then wait for the fucking the alarm system to go away, and then see go. that's different. Like that's, that's the still thing. a hindrance, though. You have to wait for the alarms. The alarms go off. Everyone starts swarming. And you're telling me getting one hit killed by a clicker isn't a hindrance? Because you don't. All... That's a pretty big fucking hindrance. Well, how many clickers are in the game? <laughs> it's mostly people lots, and normal zombies. Lots. There are lots of clickers. The subway. I mean, just clickers. in the first three chapters, you essentially fight probably like seven or eight clickers and that's before the game even clickers, leaves boston this yeah but that like think about how many more other infected there are aside from just the clickers that you have to fight even more of and people also even still th even still though like you're the the runners usually if one runner sees you you have multiple on your ass and you're pretty much equipped to handle one at a time because if one of them pins you down or hits you against the wall and then they gang up on you, you're fucked. Like, th th that's what I'm trying to say. This game deters you to a very strong degree mild. to go guns blazing. I'd say it's pretty mild. I don't know. I, I can't agree with you on that. I, I just can't. I I've played the game too many times in too many different ways to agree to it being very strict in one way. I don't, I don't think that it is very strict in one way. 
I think it's very versatile. Oh man, I cannot I cannot wait for people to listen to this episode. I really <laughs> want somebody to comment on it. I really do. Th- that's I'm what not, I'm telling you. I'm not like, saying it's not a stealth game. I'm just saying you can play it any way you want. But that's what I'm saying. You can't say you can't you can play this game any way you want, but you can't play Metal Gear Solid any way you want. There's more versatility in Metal Gear Solid as far as gameplay goes and weapons go than this game. I mean, I've never played Metal like, Gear Solid. I've only watched a play through the first game. You're the one that brought okay, up Metal Gear Solid. Okay. I never even say anything. I'm just saying what I think is what's going on based on what you've told me. There are a lot of games there are a lot of games that you can play multiple different ways. And this is one of them. Yeah, but with that being said, that's all I'm like saying. I said, not everyone can play through this game like it's a fucking not everyone's game. supposed to. Um almost almost I I'd probably say even more than ninety five percent of people are gonna use stealth way more than they use all out gunfighting in this game. Okay. Like hands down. Okay, listen, Dave. I don't think you're listening to what I'm saying. You can play I am I you am play it in stealth. I'm just saying it's good game because you don't have to all the time. You can play it any way you want. It's required. It's encouraged. You play stealth, but that does not mean you, you almost have just to. said it's required. You play in stealth. That's how. That's how wrong you are. It's not. I can't be wrong. My points are proven. Wrong. It's in the game. You can change They're it. Not. What, what do you mean you can change it by by difficulty? How? What happens? Okay, yeah. If you, that's like saying if you crank any game down to easy mode, that could be an action game, even if it's fucking not. Yeah. Like, that that's what I'm saying. the The argument is invalid if the the game is oh you can just fucking walk through it like that. If if that's the case, Halo's a walking simulator on easy mode. You can walk from one end of the game to the other, almost not having to kill anything, and just hit the button at the end of the level. But does that make it a, a fucking walking simulator for that reason? No, it's a fucking first person shooter. This this game is. I a never said it wasn't a stealth game. action game. It's a stealth action oh, yeah. game. Just admit that the game almost forces you to do self. It, it, I'm not saying it, it. I'm not saying it forces you. I'm saying it almost. We're, forces we're saying the same thing the right game now. But I don't itself. think you're listening to what I'm saying. We're saying the same exact thing. No, it's we're not. Too- you're saying that you can play this game any way you want, and yeah. Like you said, yeah. Two percent of the people, two percent of the people that know how to fucking use every glass bottle and know where every item is in the game to pick up and use as a weapon, they might be able to get through this game on normal, maybe even hard difficulty. If someone with every single scenario like not being stealth, like every instance of the game, you going into combat mode, but like every, for everyone else, for the other fucking 4.6 million people that have played this game they're crouching around using the listen mode and shiving clickers in the fucking neck yeah. like that's just the way that's, it is that's, I, that doesn't change anything from what I've said at all I, I've literally said exactly that stuff it is a stealth game that you can play any way you want that, there's nothing different from what we're saying that's okay. why I don't understand right. what you're arguing with me about <laughs> It's because when I said that it's mostly a you, stealth game, you were, yeah, but it's an action game. You were implying <laughs> that it needs to be stealth, but does not need to because it is the point. I it think. almost does. That's why I'm saying almost, it almost does, almost, though. but it doesn't. It almost does. 
that that's my point like if i were to say just be- a, a game was fully stealth there would have to be some sort of massive uh like like yes clickers are a big thing because you will get one shot by them but or like even a bloater will straight up just like knock you on your butt yeah, if you try bloater, fighting him yeah. like you cannot if a bloater gets you a hold of you it fucking snaps your neck and yeah, you, you die you, so like the thing about uh uh, games being very restrictive to being stealth, I would only say a game is super restricted to stealth if it if the punishments outweighed your chances of playing the way you want. So, like, let's say, let's say, okay, um, you played all the Halo games, right? Like you, every single so one. You, yeah, so you know, like when you're on uh, that mission with the snipers, you were telling me about. And you're like on a oh, hard yeah, difficulty, um, and the moment, the moment you peek your head out, you're instantly just dead. Like you're just, it's over. You like, you have to hit it at just the right moment in every way. If there was a st- a game like that, but that was like the normal difficulty, I would say that was a stealth game because that is extremely like. But I would boom, disagree boom, boom. because you can still shoot them before they can shoot you. But not so easily. But not game. easily. That's what I'm saying. But not easily. That's my point. It's yeah. like you, The point that I'm making is you can make it easy to get through as an action game, but in those kind of situations, you can only go so low on the difficulty level where like you you have to play the way the game forces you to. This game encourages you to play that way because yes, it is a stealth game at heart, but the fact that you can so easily get through it by guns a blazing on normal mode without even like having any prior knowledge, like it is actually it's just available for you to do other things. That's what gives you the choice. If it was harder on normal mode to do that stuff, then I would agree with you that it is a strictly stealth game. Like, it's a very heavily stealth game. But I think that in general, because of the way that the game plays, it's meant to be a stealth game, but you have the options to change it for your own preference. That's my point. If it was, like, a game that was way, way, way more heavy on the stealth, then I would agree with you. Like, do you see what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I still disagree. I still think the 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 game leans so heavily into stealth mechanics that it's it's almost obnoxious that anybody would think of it as like a running gun game, just based on the fact that it's not one run and gun a, game. You have a very a limited supply of ammo, especially at the start of the game when you're just using a revolver or uh like the revol- by by the time you get the revolver, the shotgun, and like the regular pistol and maybe the bow then you can actually think about like going into combat from in coming out on top for most scenarios. But like prior to those scenarios, like going through the first couple areas of the game, just using your gun is going to be fucking hard. Like really, really difficult. Even on normal mode, it'll still be pretty difficult. And I'm not saying that it's, it's like I said, I'm not saying that's impossible. I think later on in the game, especially like post, probably the first like four hours of the game, the game becomes much more of an action game and the game forces it to be more of an action game because you have a lot of scenarios like uh, the sniper scene in um, when you just get outside of, is it Philadelphia? You're getting outside of the town. You have to snipe. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're essentially forced into action. Or when you're going to the the hospital or when you're like fighting in Bill's town or when you're, um, What's it called? But even in fighting in Bill's town, that 
like bills like don't make noise <laughs> like that's what i'm saying that there's a lot of scenarios early on in the game where the game tries to lean very heavily into stealth for that reason later on post everything like the first four hours like i said then i would argue it becomes far more of an action game but early on the game is just so geared towards stealth that the first like four to five hours of this game are fucking like it's a stealth game with action elements added in after so we're agreeing on the same thing is what i'm getting at (laughs) sure just for the sake of our yeah just just to move past this because we've been arguing about it for 30 minutes yeah that's true that's true that's true (laughs) <laughs> but I, like I'm, I'm not saying I don't agree with you. I do agree with you but I'm just saying like I don't think you completely understand what I'm saying entirely or like you might be seeing maybe I'm using the wrong words to explain myself I don't know but we can uh, agree to disagree until we figure it out at some point yeah alright so what should we talk about next uh, anything I gotta uh, the show <laughs> well we have like there's a show there's the second game. Actually, you know what? I want to hear you talk about the second game because we talked about the second game, I think, when... Uh, did you beat it the same day I did? Or did... I think uh, we talked... It was, it was very close. I think I beat it first and I went to talk to you about it and your reaction was like kind of what I expected it to be. Where it was like... We kind of felt the same way on it. Right? Oh, so... So here's the thing, yeah. right? We all know Last of Us Part 1 is is a masterpiece as far as storytelling it goes. Is, yes. It's great. It makes you love characters that like at their core are pretty unlikable to begin with, but by the end of the game you just you, you, you the journey was worth it. The journey made them great. I like The Last of Us Part 2. I like the story that they're trying to tell and the whole circle of vengeance and the fact that like anytime something happens, somebody tries to take revenge, shit gets even worse. Like I understand that aspect of the story. What I don't like is when they do the Halo 2 Arbiter switch in the fucking game and they have you play as Abby and try to make you like characters that are completely unlike such a deficit. Yeah, because and a lot of anybody who's played the last of us part one like likes the main characters of that game and when you have this group of people that viciously takes down one of them and then they have you i i get that they're trying to make you feel for both sides but the characters come off as like you want them dead anyway so when they make you play in this group with these people you don't give a shit yeah here's the thing i want to give my points on how so so i think the last of part two was a actually really really good game to an extent the gameplay was unbelievably phenomenal like i love the combat they put so much thought into it. it was freaking beautiful the world it was so immersive. I love. I still can't get over how good that scene was when she was walking through the forest. Uh, when Ellie was walking through the forest for the first time, and she was gonna go visit. Um. Uh. What's the group? The the wolves? Not the wolves. Uh. The wolves. No. 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 no that, that was the. That was um. Uh... I like how we're like both fans. <laughs> we're like, oh, I love this game, but then like we can't name the names. 
Um, well, there's the wolves, wolves the scars, scars, the scars. The, that's what I was talking about. The wolves yeah. were the people that Abby was a part of. The scars were like the the people with Lee. By the way, Lee's my favorite character in the entire game. And so, <laughs> anyways, uh, that scene where Ellie's going through that forest, you know, and like all the brush is like up to like your like your shins almost, and all all you hear is a whistle in the distance, and then boom, arrows. Like it was that scene was the pinnacle of that game for me it was so so like perfect in every way i feel like i might be going too much into it but i really really liked that scene it was so good and just the atmosphere the world building the gameplay the the the, everything was good in there um and i can't get over the mechanics uh you know when you had to like do the whole like put the plug in like do the whole rope mechanics to like try and open some of the doors you had to like break windows be creative like I loved that puzzle solving. It was really, really good. Um, and the problem I had with the game, though, was e- almost exactly what David said. Like, Abby just is not a likable character in general. She has so many flaws with herself that it's like you end up playing through her story. Or like, at least I did. I played through Abby's story. And by the end of the game, the only thing I could think of is... She had a terrible time, but she has learned absolutely nothing, I feel like. Like, at the very end of the game, I feel like she learned the exact opposite of what she was trying to learn for the majority of the game, right? She did, like, all these awful, awful things. She never got any, like, repercussions for some of them, at least. And by the end of the game, she meets up with Lee, who she was forced to, by the way, to, to, like, be with Lee. And then... She just, all of a sudden, boom, switch. She's completely different. Like, I would like a more gradual thing, like a more like, oh, man, like, this is rough, or a reflection at, like, halfway, you know? Because she did a lot of, like, you play as Abby, and you go through a long, long playthrough with Abby, and all I remember seeing is, damn, that's messed up. What's wrong with this lady? Or, damn, why'd she do that? Or, like, all this other messed up stuff with her own friends, you know, I can't get over that thing with Owen. That was fucked up, bro. Like, and and she acknowledged it in the moment. She did the thing, and then it was just complete. Uh, like, do you know what I'm talking about, David? Uh, with uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, and, I know. And and the whole time, like the game's like, oh, like Abby's a real human. She's a normal person, just like everyone else. She's just like Ellie, but no, she's not. She's not just like Ellie. They both had such a different experience like so much different personalities and the problem with uh abby i think is that she just learns to like like she doesn't learn at all and at the very end she just snap changes like it feels like all the stuff that she went through she didn't acknowledge enough and that was what really pissed me off about her character uh and for ellie you know ellie's putting put through all this shit she's turning i feel like when ellie was turning into like uh, really angry, like trying to be like as angry as Abby was. She was more justified than Abby was. Like Abby was super angry and coming <laughs> down to be like who's supposed to be like a nice person. Abby acted like a dick the entire way through. She was so like awful, and then she just ran like, Boom, "Okay, now I'm good." And then Ellie, meanwhile, is like suffering and trudging and dealing with all this trauma and terrible stuff, and she ends up growing more than Abby does. And I'm like, what the. F- like, what were you trying to teach me is making me play as this character? Because I just hate her more now. Like, I feel like all the levels didn't give me enough, like, uh, uh, enough 
explanation as to why she just all of a sudden was, I'm good, you know, at the end. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I hope I explained I, I well understand. Enough. I hope I explained that well enough. And yeah, I understand. It's, it's essentially like this game treated Abby. They, they were trying to treat Abby like they treat Joel, where, you know, Joel has done bad shit. Yes. But you know he did it for the reasons that he thought was right at the time. But the biggest problem with that is when you meet Joel, when you come across Joel, he's not an asshole. And the yeah, you you get his backstory in the first game with what happened to his daughter, and you instantly sympathize with him. Then you skip over all of the bad shit he's done. You skip all like completely over the time he was like with the hunters, the time he was like uh, doing like raiding party shit. And you get kind of to the the end of that, and you start it at his redemption arc. Like you, you're starting The Last of Us Part One, at, like with Joel's redemption beginning, essentially. When it's with Abby, you you you're starting at her lowest point, where she's the biggest asshole because she's fucking taking a, a club to Joel, and then. They're forcing you to play as this character who's doing like all these things that, yeah, for for what she's doing, like for her, you know, purposes in her wolves clan or whatever, seem like good things. But you know she's done this egregious thing already. She doesn't even care and you about know her she's probably- own friends. She doesn't even give a crap about her own friends. She just says she does. I don't feel like I've ever seen a moment in that show where she's actually like, I'm happy to be around these people. It's only when Ellie kills like almost all of them that she goes like, oh my gosh, why did you do that? It's like... What? Exactly, and there's no, there's no context. They're they're just like, oh, these are the people that are around Abby, so thus you should care for them. And even when they're getting picked off by Ellie, and you know it's it's Ellie and Tommy, Tommy did such picking a off job. these people. Yeah, Tommy did a great job. Was yeah, <laughs> when you when you figure out like what what's happening as you're playing as Abby, there should be more emotional attachment to these people, and that's what the game was going for. Like you could tell that's it's what the what game they wanted. wanted. They wanted you. Yeah, they wanted you to dislike Ellie for killing her friends. But the problem is you don't get you don't know who these people are. First of all, it's fucking like what, six of them or some shit like that. So one, you're not gonna be able to contextualize six different characters in the course of what I would consider its own like little eight hour game when you're playing as Abby. There's just not enough time to do that. Like in the first game, you just you had Tess, Joel, Ellie, and then people that they came across them like along the way the reason why you feel bad when sam and henry like when that shit goes down is because you were only with those two characters like you had joel and ellie for the beginning of the game then you meet up with these two characters you grow attached to them and then bad shit happens there's only two characters that you have to keep track of two personalities that's fucking it. Tess was more when it likable comes- and we barely knew her <laughs> Exactly. And then you get to Abby and it's like there's fucking six different people. None of them have any fucking screen time. Half of them you don't give a shit about and you think they're assholes to begin with because they're working with this this wolves faction. And as they're getting picked off, the game wants me to feel bad about it and wants me to be like, oh no, Ellie's a bad person for killing these people. Fuck no. Again, you made such a likable character in the first game and then killed him off in the second game and you want me to be like, 
totally cool about playing as this character in this game that murdered one of my favorite characters from the first game. You're fucking out of your goddamn mind. Oh, they did. The, the way <sighs> I feel is there is only two. No, there's three characters that aren't part of the main. Actually, maybe there's a little more, but we'll talk about these three now. There's three characters that I genuinely care about in the story that aren't uh, like they're a part of the new roster, new people, new faces. One of them <laughs> is Lee. Loved that character. You remember who Lee is, right? The the little boy. Uh, 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 yes, little boy, Lee. Yeah. Super. Um. Is it Lee? Yes, it's Lee. Was that was that Lee? Yes. Okay. And I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember his name. Like double double um, check that just in case because I haven't played the game in a very long time. But I'm pretty sure it was Lee. I, I'm, and <laughs> I'm looking it up right and, now just to be sure. And uh, the other character that I felt bad for was uh, his sister, and the because you know the tragic backstory that they had to deal with with their abusive uh, parent and the scarf and everything like kicking them out, saying they're not good enough because of what Lee was identifying themselves as. And it was like kind of like a really deep and like emotional story. And uh, honestly, Lee's character in general, Lee's character had so much growth and personality and change, especially towards Abby, even though Abby was treating him like shit. Like, and, and then all of a sudden, Abby was like super nice to Lee. But like, Lee consistently grew and was such a great character from the start to me, at least. And his sister, even though she wasn't around that long because she, you know, what happened, she still. Lev. That's, that's Lev? the name, by the way. Fuck. It's Lev. Yeah, it's Lev and Yara. Because I was like, I don't think it's Lev. Lee, but Fuck. Lev. Yeah. Now, now I sound like a fake fan. But no, no. But Le- it's, you were close. No, but, no that's not good <laughs> enough. No, I should have known that. <laughs> it's genuinely my favorite character because of the story that they have. And yeah, it's crazy. That it's such a good backstory for that character, by no. the way. Which is nuts because like you feel so much more for Lev than you do any of the other fucking characters that Abby is around. My problem is that I had a really, really I think the person who got the most shit though was Mel. Out of all the characters that you had to deal with in, the, in like the Wolves faction and everything, Mel had the absolute shittiest time ever. And I felt awful for her (laughs) she was the pregnant lady that owen was supposed to marry and had a baby with and she was supposed to be friends with abby and abby treated her like shit owen treated her like shit everyone on their entire team treated her like shit she's just this pregnant woman (laughs) and then she dies dies, and she's a pregnant woman she just wanted to have a life to herself and they all consistently fucked her over and it just made me hate them even more to be honest and then, like, all of a sudden, uh, Abby sees Mel and goes, like, you killed my friend. Oh, when did you ever treat Mel respectfully like your friend? <laughs> ever. In the entire time I've played as Abby. I don't think she's done one single respectably good thing to make me assume that the two of them were on a like friend to friend basis yeah they had drama because they both knew owen but she but owen consistently was like you gotta be nice you gotta be nice and abby was such a bitch to her like and mel (laughs) just mel even called her out on it multiple times and owen didn't do anything to support her enough i was like what is this like what is going on mel just hooked up with the wrong dude and had friends with the wrong people and that was just sad and tragic in general and she just got screwed over for her for the rest of the story, and that sucked. Uh, her and the worst part is everybody fucking dies. So yeah. even if she would have stayed with the wolves, 
the wolves end up fighting the scars at the end of the game. And it, for all intents and purposes, you don't know what happened. They could have just wiped each other out. Like one side probably won, but who the fuck knows? Because the entire fucking village was inflamed by the Yeah, end. the scars kind of like, you know, that was kind of messed up on the scars part though. Like they, didn't they like set the place on fire themselves or something? I thought they had like. Uh, I can't remember how the fire started, but yeah, like, rough, shit happens in in the, like the whole Scars Village. Which, by the way, the coolest part about the Scars Village is you're fighting these guys throughout the entire you're fucking only game, right? using yeah. bows and like you know against. Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, they're only using bows and arrows. But the coolest part is when you get to the village at the end of the game, you realize like this is like a society. Yep. Because when you're fighting them, they just seem like fucking crazy people. Like they are monsters. Fin- like right. essentially, they're religious fanatics, yeah. and they're they're murdering everybody. They're hanging people. They're doing like all this like crazy shit. And then you get to this village, and you're like, oh, these people have like a town, and they're not just psychopaths. They're they're just like everybody else. And that's honestly one of the best parts of The Last of Us is. The Last of Us as a whole, like as a, we'll we'll say it's a franchise, but I, I fucking hate that word because it just sounds so like corporate. Well, it, it is, but like it as is kind of a franchise now for the second game and everything in the show, I think it is. Now, yeah, at least for for a franchise. I don't know. I was when my wife and I started watching the show, and I started talking about it like with uh, people at work. I was trying to explain them like the thing about The Last of Us is everybody's shitty. Like, that's the thing. Everybody that survived the apocalypse, even though they, they should be grateful that they lived through this, like, crazy, uh, you know, cordyceps pandemic, like, they all suck. Nobody in this world is good. Or, I shouldn't even say it like that. Everybody is good and everybody is equally shitty, you know? There's no, there's no like one character that's better than another. That's that's like high on their high horse that hasn't done nothing wrong, and the same thing goes with the factions. The wolves are just as bad as the scars. They're just different. Like just like in the original game, Fedra is pretty much just as bad as the fireflies. The fireflies are like bombing installations and killing uh, Fedra soldiers and probably innocent people. And Fedra's trying to maintain the peace, but they're also like they're also st- hunting people down on the streets and like killing them if they're even like talking back or are infected. Yeah. Like nobody's good. It, it's it's just it's like this dynamic or something. But like, see, that's what people would argue for Abby, though. And in my opinion, I don't think that that counts for Abby because the whole time we're playing as her, I thought the like it's pretty heavily implied that the game wants us to understand or like at least. Like, to understand her, or at the very least, give her the benefit of the doubt, right? And through the whole time watching her, I I just could not find it in me. Not even as, like, a I love Joel kind of fan, but as in, like... Because I played through the game a second time, because I felt like maybe I was just biased. Because when I finished the game, I was pissed. (laughs) But I I thought, I was like, you know what? I'm probably... Like, because so many people love this game, and so many people love Abby. As much as I don't like to admit that, it's so true. A lot of people really, really like Abby's character. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to play through the game again and make sure I understand what I'm talking about. And clearly, it's been quite a long time because I'm having trouble even remembering some people's names. So, so my <laughs> words are taken with a grain of salt. But I will say that I did think about it at that time, and I thought after playing through it a second time, I really came to the conclusion that I just 
don't think I can find any real ounce of respect for Abby as a character. Uh, like, I, I don't find a moment where Abby's actually acting uh, genuine without being forced to or, like, guilted into by other people. I feel like she's too much of a hard ass, and it comes off really, really, like... I don't care about anything kind of attitude. And all of a sudden at the end, she realizes, well, I guess I have nothing else. Guess I have to be a good person for Lev. And I feel like that's just kind of what happened. I don't feel like I could justify Abby really having any genuine growth or learning from her mistakes or even caring that she killed Joel in the first place or like anyone. Cause she doesn't, <laughs> but then there's, I would, uh, I, I have a keep going, but I have something to say about it. Like, I slightly disagree. Okay. Like, I have, like, a, a slight talking point, but keep and, going. And uh, I would also say, like, oh, for the side of, like, Ellie, like, we know Ellie, obviously. We're going to have some sort of bias towards loving her more and, like, you know, because we've, we've all seen her as a child. We saw how she interacted with Joel. We saw how she grew up and then how she lived in the town with Tommy and Joel and everyone, and they're all doing, like, you know, living great and everything. They have these, like, moments. But... If I took all that stuff away and I looked at Ellie and Abby just as the characters that they are in The Last of Us Part 2 with no prior contacts whatsoever, I still feel like Abby did not grow anywhere near to what Ellie did. Ellie went through this awful loss that Abby claimed she felt when her father died when Joel killed him, right? Uh, and But Ellie, like, I feel like she had such a stronger relationship with Joel versus Abby and her father, because in the flashback, Abby seems very disinterested in anything that her father's doing. Like, like I remember she's like running with Owen and she's trying, and her father's trying to help out that trapped, like what was it? A zebra or something. And in that scene, she just came off as cold, even though he was right there in front of her. And she says that she feels all this stuff for him. And then like, it, it just made me think, that she's even farther away from what she's supposed to be doing, like what a growth that she's supposed to have, or like the personality she's supposed to have. I feel like it's just even farther off the mark than what they wanted us to believe. And then with Ellie, like all you know about Ellie is that she had this whole opening scene with Joel in the first game where they're talking about playing the guitar and like talking to each other and everything. And then Joel's giving her advice and then he just dies and ellie he just loses it like you see that whole moment there and everything and it's just kind of like i feel like ellie was more justified in everything that she did and she grew more at the very end when they just decided not to kill each other and ultimately like ellie lost everything and i feel like i feel like yeah uh, abby lost nothing <laughs> To be honest, I feel like she gained, if anything, she gained Lev and she got freedom from the, the wolves. I feel like it was totally unrealistic. You know? I personally think that what they should have done or, or where this whole story is lacking is with Lev and Abby. Because Lev and Abby, that whole situation is obviously supposed to mimic Joel and, the the yeah. Joel and yeah Joel and Ellie scenario, and it's it's like blatantly obvious when when you get to the end of the game that that's what it should have been. But the biggest issue with that is again you're splitting time between Abby, 
Lev, Lev's sister, and the six other characters that the game wants you to care for that that Tommy and Ellie are picking off left, right, and center. And it just doesn't it just doesn't have the same weight. And the other shitty part is even if you're you're taking this game in a vacuum, like let's say you're playing The Last of Us Part Two without ever having any context from the original game. I don't know why anyone would do this, but just hypothetically speaking, let's say that happens, right? The the scenes that Joel and Ellie get do such a good job of still setting up that relationship that it, it like you wouldn't need the context from the, the first game in some regard. Because you have like the flashback scene where they're uh they're going through the museum and you know, they have like the the astronauts oh, so good and the game Yeah. Yeah and the game hints at everything that happened in the previous game and blatantly tells you some stuff like what, like how the original game ended, which I'm not going to talk about right now because my wife's in the other room and I don't want to spoil it because we got two episodes yeah. left. But uh, it, it does such a good job of still like cementing the relationship between those characters in your mind that Joel's weight still has that much, like this, Joel's death still has that much weight on the story even without the context of the first game, even just in this this game alone. And Abby does not get that. You do get to, to care a little bit for Lev, but again, it's not like, it's just, it for some reason, that weight of those emotions is just not there in the same way. And yes, there is a huge issue with the fact that Abby, at the very end of like before they go on to the was it like Santa Santa Barbara like that very like last yeah, scene before the they do that and everything yeah when they're when Ellie and Abby finally meet at that last scene in Seattle in the water where, right no no before that before that before, that, before oh, yeah. it goes and into the shot, farm so, so she shot uh uh that dude in the head uh she sh- she shoots tommy in no, the head no, not tommy and she it was oh no 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 i know well she shoots tommy in the head too yeah, well she shoots him in the uh, face technically. yeah so where she yeah where she shoots oh, i forgot his name it's, it's i liked him as a character it's not too. it's not jason or jesse. something is it it's something like that jesse that's yes. it uh she shoots jesse in the head and well, who did nothing wrong there's that who <laughs> did nothing wrong but th- then she has that moment where she realizes like hey yes this there's no point in me killing these people because it's just gonna eventually come back and bite me in the ass again like you there's that moment you see it in abby where she goes she knows that if she does this it has consequences that are uh, again it's just gonna spiral out of control like when she killed joel and she stops and she's like she just walks away she's just like i let you live like why did you do this and just kind of bails out no 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 she has that moment in the doorway and then she just straight up shoots him in the head and continues on with the slaughter <laughs> because she remembers all her friends, so-called quote-unquote friends. Yeah, it, ta- it then takes she like it takes Ellie saying uh, she's pregnant. Yeah, that, like what you know, the fuck, bro? You didn't learn anything. She didn't learn anything. Yeah, it take it takes that. Again, it's one of those things where it's just like it's it's not enough. No, like, there's not, not enough there to make it a believable scene. Um, they should have done it in a different way and maybe they were just missing something with the whole Lev 
Abby scenario because yeah, like you you kind of start to like Abby as you're going through like the the scenes with Lev, but not as much as you like Joel, and that's the biggest issue. Joel is still far more likable than Abby is, and Ellie is still far more likable than Abby is. And by the end of the game, they're thinking that you like Abby more than Ellie, and that's not the or case. even on the same even level. Do even a, on the same level, it's not even close. And they do such a good job of trying to like vilify Ellie for you know for doing the things that she does. She does and the you know killing Abby's friends and you know abandoning. Um, God, I can't remember her name. Yeah. It's gonna bug. Yeah, like abandoning her at the farm and going back and trying to to you know finish things with Abby. They do such a good job of just like trying to make you dislike Ellie just enough that when the Hearn Abby fight happens that you you understand and it it it's like they're on an even playing field, but they're still not. You're always going to root for Ellie no matter what. Even though you, you, even though like you know Ellie should just kind of walk away because it's it's pointless at this point you've lost so much it's just pointless I feel like at that point and she's I'd have to say differently because I think at that point she can't walk away because of how much Abby had taken from her like think about it in context Ellie didn't even do anything wrong Ellie didn't take anything away from Abby uh, Joel did. Joel took away her father like years and years and years and years and years and years ago, right? That was it. Yeah, but that's that, by proxy but, due to yeah, Ellie. That's but, the but thing. But that was it. He, he took away her father. Abby, granted, yes, this is something that she could de- totally justified why she was really upset, why she was like out for revenge. But after so, so, so long, uh, like the grudge that she held just to kill Joel, not only did her killing Joel take away, you know, Joel from Ellie, it took away Tommy, it took away Dina, it took away Jesse, it took away everything Ellie wanted because Ellie couldn't stop because she had to go uh, deal with this. And, and Dina like left her, Tommy's like gone, he's like almost dead. They lost so many of their friends, like people that actually seemed like likable characters. Abby lost nothing. Abby did not change enough for what, like, like if they had to put on a scale, what is like logical to say that, like, like they, it's completely unrealistic to say that Ellie has lost less than Abby. And then Abby had the freaking audacity to continue to kill, even after she was very clearly in the wrong so many times. And then, once she had the victory, she decided to say, nah, I understand, and then just walks away. Whereas Ellie has nothing now. Why... Does that give Abby the right to feel as though she's justified, even a little bit? Why does that give Abby the right to live the life that she has left? There is no right. Of course, they're trying to say, oh, you know, like, you need to understand that loss is, like, they both lost so much and and, and, and everything. And Abby, like, basically, Ellie never gets over it, and Abby does. And I think that that's, much. I think that that's just awfully that- wrong. Like, 
But that's the thing. Like, at the end of the game, Abby walks away with Lev because she was she was willing to let it go. But she like, had she no willing right to let anything go at that point. As But she Yeah, did. exactly. But she did. Okay. Okay. There there was the fact that there was a point where she could have just shot fucking Ellie in the face and, and Dina. Like she could have just wiped them out and didn't. In my in my mind, like that earned her the right to to live out whatever life she had left. Like she could have easily killed both of them. She was in the, the position to do it. And you also have to remember in her mind, this person just wiped out as everyone. I I'm going to use air quotes on this. Everyone she cared about, like all of her friends that went on this, this tirade to go kill fucking Joel. Like she lost all of them. The only thing she had left to live for Lev, was yeah. Lev. But yeah. And I feel like, in the in the game, well, at least you know the writers of the game feel like by her walking away, she at least earned the right to live out some sort of life with Lev. And when it comes to Ellie, it the game is telling you essentially every time she goes back for revenge, every single time she does, she's gonna lose more and more and more. And that's exactly what happens. Like she has a life on the farm with Dina and the baby and she's good. She could have just done like left it at that. She at least has her life, you know, her significant other and a child and a place to live out the rest of her days. But then the second she goes back, the second she goes, no, this shit is not over. I have to go back and kill Abby. What does she lose then? She loses her fingers. And then she can never play guitar again. No, she has the moral of the game. She loses her entire, like her wife and the farm and everything. They, they all. Left. Yeah, she loses. She loses more, and that's the whole point. That's, it's like the I. I get the moral of the game is like, yeah. hey, it, revenge isn't worth it. You're gonna lose more than you gain out of revenge. And even Abby says it several times. I don't know if it's. I think it's said that or at least implied that when she killed Joel, she didn't get anything out of that. She didn't, she felt a little bit of relief and then she went back to the life that she had and it was still just as bad as it was when she left and she still was doing the same shit. So what did it really accomplish? And that's what the game is really trying to hammer home, like through over and over and over and over again, even with the, you know, the wolves versus the scars same thing applies there where it's like every time the scars hit them, they hit the scars back and eventually they just end up fucking wiping each other yeah. out. Like, but that's my, it's a good moral for a game. They just it's did it horribly told when it yes, comes to yes, That's yeah. my point is they did it in awfully terrible way. I get what they're trying to do, but they did it in an awful way. They had like, they needed to have more they, with Abby. I like I said, would have been better. yeah, the biggest issue is that, Abby, okay, so Ellie takes away supposedly everything that Abby cares about, with the exception of She never cared about any of it, though, but okay, we'll we'll just go with that. Because that's that's the the problem. If they would have showed that these people were important to her in some meaningful way, instead of just telling us, like, we see all the time in this game how important Joel was to Ellie with flashbacks, with, you know, like... Not even just the museum flashback, the, the flashback where she's talking about forgiving him for what was done at the end of Last of Us. Like, all that stuff is 
is showing you this relationship that she really lost something meaningful. And like when she lost Joel, she lost ev like almost everything she cared about. Like she, yeah, she didn't lose Dina. You know, she still had friends. It was but a like part of her Joel yeah. was like her. Yeah, Joel was her dad essentially, and that he was murdered right in front of her. This isn't like when when um Joel killed, killed Abby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't like that. She wasn't there for it. Like Abby didn't see it. Like she wasn't there. Like Ellie had to witness that shit. She had to see it and in it front wasn't of her even eyes. Intentional either. All he wanted to do was save Ellie, and the doctor was getting in his way, saying no, no. And Joel kept saying, "Let me take the girl. Let me take the girl." And he's like, "No, I won't let you." And he grabbed the scalpel, and then Joel shot him. Yep. That and, and not even close to what Abby did. Exactly, and that's the the biggest issue with this game. Like, you have to give us context for why we should care about the shit, like the people that Ellie and and Tommy are. And killing. we have to give us context. without that context, we get nothing. We get nothing. We get nothing. We have no feeling. We have no emotion. Nope. What whatever Abby is doing does not. It's not justified enough. What she loses is not justified enough for what she's she's doing to Ellie or what she did to Ellie. That's the biggest problem. Yes. And it sucks because all the other writing in this game is really fucking good. It's it's like so it has it's way better than it has any right to be except for when it comes to trying to like make us like Abby as a character and care about the people that she's supposedly supposed to care about. Yeah, that's exactly okay, okay. I probably said it way worse, but that's exactly what I meant. Is <laughs> like everything yeah that abby did like okay here's another thing that i want to add to that by the way like a lot of the stuff came from like when we were looking at joel and ellie it wasn't just dialogue it was moments like they really showed like physically like in that moment like how much like they they cared about each other like like he would be there for her when she was scared or he would encourage her when it was dark inside the like the room that she was crawling into in the museum and like oh, he saved these specific things for her without telling her like it wasn't just the dialogue or it was like i did this for you and i that. it's because he's actually showing it you know and then when it comes to abby none of her friends show anything to her aside from maybe owen and like oh, not yeah. even yeah a little too much and then yeah he, he shows her something all right <laughs> even her roommate manny literally did like like you get a little bit of dialogue with the two of them and it seems as if they're just acquaintances they're just roommates it, it feels like you don't get enough of understanding as to why she was upset with manny died like none of the characters died and then on top of that all the things that she did to her own friends that she calls her own friends is fucking terrible so it makes you wonder why would she ever even consider them friends in the first place if she treated them so awfully and then she has the audacity to go and act as though she's avenging them when it seems as though she never really gave much of a shit about anyone except herself and it's just kind of like that's just wrong you know, it is it does not fit with the story that they were trying to explain to us. And like, maybe they can make the argument saying, like, "Well, look at Ellie now. Ellie became Abby, right?" But that's wrong too. Hmm. 
Because we know what Ellie went through. We know why Ellie's doing all that stuff. And we can feel for why Ellie needs to continue doing that. Well, maybe not needs to, but like we can understand why she felt she needed to. But with Abby, we know her whole story, and it feels like we barely know her. Like, there's, I, I just don't see any moment in her story when I'm playing as Abby that I actually would be like, okay, I understand, or I feel this way. I know, I feel like I'm completely disconnected for her, even more so than I was when I first met her. It feels like... I have an, I have an idea, right? And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pitch this out here. And I want to I know your opinion on this, because I've had, like, how many years now? It's been at least a couple been, of years since this game came out to think about yeah. this. All right, so... Let's say, hypothetically, that this game, like, none of the storylines were leaked before the game came out. And you're playing this game fresh. How much of a different impact would it make if the start of the game, you just hear me out, you played as Abby, not Ellie. Like, right in the beginning of the game, you got probably, like, an hour to two hours of gameplay that is just Abby and her friends, like venturing off to where Joel And you dies. don't even know that they're targeting Joel yet. Yes. You don't know they're the tar- targeting Joel. You just get two hours of gameplay where you have a, like honest interactions between this six, like these like five or six, however many fucking people there were. I don't know. It was a squad. However many people there were. You get like honest interactions, storytelling, some good cut scenes. Like, some moments. With, uh, dialogue between them. Yeah. A couple moments. Maybe they're, you know, fighting. Hunting. Yeah, yeah, hunting, doing something like that. Showing up by the right? campfire, and then they get to the the cabin. There's this whole scene where they like set up, and then all of a sudden, like sometime in the cabin, the storm hits, and then it cuts over to Ellie, and then starts the game from there. Do you think that would have changed your opinion of the game? Because I think it would have. I think it would have set up a far better uh, story for Abby overall. Here's the thing. They do let you play as Abby in the beginning. Like, they they pick up where she's, like, walking through the storm. And they're, they're talking about how they're hunting this guy. And even then, she's acting pretty cold and shitty towards her friends. We were telling her, we should just go back. We should just <laughs> go back. Like, why are we doing this? Like, we've spent so long, you know? Uh but I feel like if they did it that way, the way you're explaining it, I think I would 100% be more willing to look past certain things that happened in Abby's story, I guess. It, it would definitely make it would definitely impact my decision on how I feel about the game a lot more than uh positively, I think. Uh because that is what I was looking for. That's what I wanted uh because that's what I felt like they were trying to give me or they were trying to say, you know? And I feel like if we did have those moments where she actually showed compassion at all, <laughs> I think I would have felt a lot better instead of like waiting the entire game to see her do something, you know? Like, even if after that whole thing happened, right? Even if after, after that whole thing happened, what if they like changed it to where she had more of a personality when she was back at her base or or more of a like you know friendly partnership or it showed that she was like really really going through that stuff like she was really contemplating really changing as a person after that experience i think i would have also changed my opinion then too even if we had that start same start to the game i think if they put more emphasis on abby growing over time i would respect her so much more as a character do you 
You also have to realize too, though, that the the biggest problem with the storytelling overall is probably the middle of the game where they go back in time and they have you play as Abby, because at that moment, at that moment that that happens, it's like the the pinnacle, the climax of everything they've been building up to. Then it's just a hard cut, and then you're playing as Abby in the base, and it's just it's so fucking jarring. And the only thing that you've seen of Abby up until this point is the shittiest parts yeah. of her, where she's t- she's killed Joel, or y- you know, or she's uh, just being her like normal little... self back at her base with her so-called yeah. friends. And it's like, why? First of all, why would you, why was that the cut? Why? Like, I get it. It's to like build suspense for when we get back to that, you know, that part of the story as Abby. But it's such like a. It's just a, a bad timing thing where you're it, it's it's so annoying because it's like you're right at the climax of the story. You want to know how it ends. You want to know how everything goes. And then it's just like the biggest case of video game blue balls ever. And it's like, oh, not only do you not get a satisfying conclusion to what's happening. Now we have to go back in time and now we have to make you play as the character that you hate. And not only are you playing as the character that you hate, it's starting off in possibly the most boring part of the game, which was when she's just fucking walking around the base talking to people. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very uh it wasn't pretty very good in my opinion either. I think I completely agree with that. Yeah, it's just and it sucks too, because like you said, and I completely agree with you. The the gameplay in The Last of Us Part Two is some of the best gameplay ever in any game everything just works so well the ai the ai is good you get this like semi open world thing happening and everything just feels good it's everything that the last of us one was just like amped up to another level with so much more to do and the environment feels even more alive than the original game and the, the places you get to go it's just everything is just so good in this game and everything feels real and connected. That's the other and the collectibles thing. are they, really cool. Actually really like collecting those cards. That was really fun uh, with all the devs yeah. and everything and the superheroes. And I thought that was sick. And there was so much like gameplay variety. Like you got to like drive in a boat in a few sequences you, and everything was in one area. Like you weren't getting these huge time cuts like you were in the last of us one where, you know, all of a sudden it's like winter time. You're like, Oh, okay. I'm assuming they just like, must have casually walked 80 miles to the next state or whatever. Like, I also this game will say level design. I really liked how they did some of the level design too. Uh, I will say that like, like, you know how like uh, you're going, uh, there's this one thing that you see when you're playing as Ellie and like how all the buildings like connect and you don't know it until you finally finish playing both of their parts. And you're like, Oh shoot, I've been here. Like, Whoa. Like, uh like especially with like uh when she went to go kill owen and mel right uh that whole aquarium thing and there's the flashback with abby and owen and like and then ellie's going through and you you feel like you're in a completely different area and then boom there it is i recognize this oh my gosh ellie's in the same place like that was crazy to me i like that a lot that little shocker like environmental changes but it's like you're in the same one but they make it almost they take it from just the right angle where it was like oh i'm completely new area and the moment it all links up, it feels so good and satisfying. It's really, it's awesome, awesome game design overall. Just absolutely top-notch game design. And Naughty Dog 
brought it to another level with the last of us part two. And I'm glad they actually released the last of us part one, even though I, I feel like it should be $70. I'm glad they went back. Cause I've playing the remaster of the last of us, the lighting effects in that game, as good as they were on the PlayStation three at the time, there's like something like weird about them when you look at it now compared to modern games. And I really do think it's like distracting when I'm playing the game, like how a lot of like the lighting is like blown out when it hits characters or the shadows are just really, really hard. There's like no soft shadows in the game. And a lot of characters tend to like just glow at random times because of the lighting. It's just, there's a lot of weird shit that's in even the remastered version. So I'm glad they like went back and tweaked it. Cause I feel like it's, it's much more, easy to to believe the story that they're trying to tell with the enhanced graphics i I will Um, also say uh not just gameplay design was it better i think in all honesty even though i didn't like parts of the story especially with abby i can't deny that her like voice actor did an incredible job as well in general i think that all the actors for their characters did a really really good job as well like recording wise the way that they would interact with each other like like it felt like they were actually trying to be that character genuinely and it it really helped with the immersion especially with the game and i i really appreciated that a lot when i was playing through it the second time i was like you know what this is actually pretty damn good. Like, I didn't like Abby, but her voice actor killed it. Like, her voice actor did a really good job at portraying the character and, like, emphasizing, like, like you know how, like, some voice actors in, like, these old games will, like, uh, say lines or, like, you know, just, like, an auto-tone or, like, a robot. Like, it felt like they were just speaking for the character and you kind of have to, like, try to put some emphasis on it based on their surroundings. But in general, I feel like the way that they read their lines and the way that they delivered their vocals really felt like they were trying their asses off and it felt really good to hear it felt like i was really in the area i just don't like the writing that was done that was pretty much it (laughs) (laughs) yeah and to loop back around to the original last of us i've like i said i've been replaying replaying some of it because you know i'm watching the show and i've seen a, a bunch of like videos i i sent you a few videos that i've watched on the last of us part one and the the story there in like the a lot of them will show cutscenes from the game and i actually realized that there are several scenes in the game that i feel are better acted in the game than they are in the television show yeah i fucking don't get me wrong i love the television show like i am fucking week to week like i'm on that shit i cannot wait i've been watching it with my wife but like i refuse to watch it uh, like we have a deal where we're watching it together and that's it like i'm not going to watch an episode before she does so I'll wait even like two, three, four, five days to watch an episode with her. But there are so many scenes where I'm like watching the show and I'm like, oh, this is this is like a straight up scene from the game. And then I feel like when the scene's done, I'm like, I, I feel like it was better in the, the game itself. Um, so, okay, so you haven't seen this episode. You've seen, Okay, so you haven't seen one of the scenes I'm thinking of yet in the show because you haven't seen episode six yet. But even I want to say it's the scene where right after they get out of the Capitol building in the beginning of the game and they're outside and I want to say Ellie says something like about Tess and then you get Joel responding with like, let's get this straight. You don't talk about Tess. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was weird. 
Yeah, that scene in the show is all right. The scene in the game is fucking great. Like, it is very good. I'll say there's another scene that actually put me off a bit in the show, too, compared to the game. I didn't like that whole interaction with Tess and Joel and Ellie and uh, uh, Marcy. No, what's her name? Alita the Fireflies. Oh, uh, Marlene. Marlene. When they were having that interaction in the hallway that they're supposed to have in the game where they trade her off and say, this is the new deal. Um... I didn't like how they delivered that. That was so, like, different and, like, less... Because it feels like they delivered it as if you know what they're supposed to already be doing. They're just kind of, like, trying to go fast, you know? I felt like the way they did in the game was much more genuine and felt smoother. There's a lot of interactions that I that I have thoughts on about that. And that's just one of them that I can name off the top of my head. Um, yeah, go back and play the game and uh, go through the the scene in the Capitol bu- Capitol building where Tess tells uh, Joel that she's been yeah, bit. and then Ellie and is she's like, like, "Oh shit!" And she's yeah, yeah, I know. Watch that scene directly with the the show. The scene in the game is way more. Emotional. No, I know. Like it's just I, it's way better. Acted. I agree with you. I I I played through that scene. Uh, I was like not too long ago when I was playing side by side with my girlfriend. Cause after every episode, we play a little bit of each chapter to show her what the differences are. But, um, that I will say there's a part in the capital scene in the show. And I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but that was freaking weird. Why did the zombie make out with Tess? Oh, so they actually explained that in like the the post. Yeah, I thing. didn't get to see that, and, and I it, heard about it, and I wanted to know if you. Yeah, I, f- I figured you would have seen it, so I wanted you to like tell me if you had any thoughts on it. Yeah, it's just from what. So from what the writer said, I'm pretty sure they were talking about how the whole purpose of the cordyceps fungus is to like spread infection, and considering that she wasn't running, and she was overpowered and just standing there. That's what it was doing. It was just spreading the infection the quickest way it possibly could to her, which is by like literally putting like cord, like the cordyceps um, fungus in her but, like, mouth. Really? Like, directly. like you didn't need to do that. That's a stupid, that's yeah, a stupid but, I mean, thing to say. Honestly, he could have just bit her and opened the same thing. There's, yeah, and they, they've changed several things. Like the in the game, they don't have like this interconnected network of like fungi. Yeah, that that when touch. one of them gets touched, the other one, the other ones know. I think that's really cool in the that show. Part is, like I think as far as that part is cool. Yes, but that yeah. whole kissing thing did not need to happen. That's a stupid excuse, and I think that's weird. I agree. I think I like that whole scene though. Like I said, was yeah. Bad. They blew it up wasn't the, the thing. The 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 Fedra wasn't in there to fight the fire. And then Joel just explains away. Uh, looks like they just attacked each other and all died. Like, damn, that was fast. Come on, man. Like you can't like like put some more effort into like wrapping it up. Like don't just be like like oh like they're just gonna accept Joel's word for it. Like yeah, he is an expert, but like really, that's it. They just a firefly got infected and they all just killed each other. Like. Like that's your explanation? Like, come on. <laughs> I feel like the, the the whole stress with Fedra was actually way better because the truck came out, chased them out, uh, and, and Tess goes down like guns a blazing, actually takes them all out, and, like super badass. I feel like the explosion was really like out of a Fast and a Furious movie kind of ending, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I didn't really enjoy it as much as like the the race to like get to the tunnel from the car with the turret on it. Like, I thought that was way better and more suspenseful. 
Uh, and that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just think they they're changing certain things that. And it's funny because when we first talked about, it, I was like, "Oh man, I I really liked the first episode. It was of the so show. good. Like, I really oh, liked so it. good. Yeah." And the more I'm thinking back on like the subsequent episodes, there's certain things that they changed that I feel like they didn't need to, or that like were kind of like a disservice to the story. And that was one of the main scenes was the Capitol building one. There's a lot of shit in that, like in the last like 10 minutes of that second episode where I'm just like, this is unnecessary. I don't know why you changed yeah. it. And I don't know what, what you gained from it. Like there are certain like episode three, fucking who yeah episode three spectacular that was a yes. good change i was happy to see more bill and, and uh, frank and everything i thought that was so dope i thought that was probably one of the best changes that they could have made because they turned a fetch quest into something that was like really good and really just is good drama yeah, yeah there was there wasn't a crazy amount of infected in that episode and there wasn't a lot of action but overall you got to like you got to see more of the character and that's what I enjoyed the most about it. Like, I have no complaints about them changing that shit. I do have a little bit of a complaint about the fourth episode with them trying to kind of, I don't want to say like humanize the hunters that took over the city there. The, Bro, that uh, was weird. I don't, I like the hunters way more than that weird stuff. Like, that lady's just supposed to be crazy, I guess. And then she just, she's obsessed with. Uh, killing, you know, they have control of the town, but then why would they like deck out all the cars to look like the hunters' cars with run posted across it? Like, are they just murdering people now? Like, is that just like how is that supposed to be more justifiable than what the the Fedra did before they took over? You know, and and the guy in the cell, the jail cell, I can't remember his name, but you know, what I'm talking about the old guy that helped Henry and Sam get away. Uh, yeah, the doctor. yeah, the doctor. He even says it to her. He's like, what makes this any better than Fedra? And she's like, well, you're alive. And then immediately, like five minutes later in the scene, she turns around and just shoots him dead. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. So why is everyone following you? I don't understand. Like, I guess they were like obsessed with getting freedom, but you know, what's keeping them under your lunatic control at this point, aside from like blind devotion? Right? Is that is that what they're going yeah. for, or is there like? And that's the biggest problem with that episode too. Is the guy that um is like directly, you know, he's getting the orders and kind of issuing yeah. them. Um, I, I don't know what his name is, but he's a second command there. He always was carrying an assault rifle. Yes, that guy. That guy. Yeah. So many times you see, like, see him look at yeah. her. And he, yeah, and he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And there's nothing stopping him from just putting a bullet between her fucking and then eyes and then just taking over. And then there's that one scene when she's like in the the building, and he's like, "I thought I found you here." And he's like, "How'd you know I was here?" He's like, "Your mom told me." And they have this whole conversation. I swear, I thought when she was done explaining her insanity to him, he would have been like, you know, a little hesitant or said something. No, he like gives her this concerned look, and then just goes, "Yeah, I'll follow you. I, I understand. I do the same thing." And it's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. It's like, okay, wait. It's so it's stupid. Strange. And I get, I get strange. it. I get it that she like helped liberate and, and I'll use fucking, I know it's a podcast, but air quotes that liberate yeah. uh, this, this city from Fedra. Like I understand that that's why they, that she has so much clout and power with these people and her brother. But with that being well, said, yeah. 
it's like what it's still stupid it's still dumb I feel like not all these people will just blindly follow this person. Yeah, they're free from Fedra, but then she's bossing them around, telling them to go building the building, searching for fucking two fucking people. Killing all those innocent people that they, oh, well, you know, quote unquote innocent. They don't think they're innocent because they're all snitches, right? But like, you know, like at that point, they're, they're just killing people the same way Fedra did. And they're pointing it out to themselves and completely turning a blind eye. And it's like... It's like, yeah, I get the whole idea of, like, I want revenge and everything at that point. But they have not just not excluding the lady because I know she wants revenge for her brother. But, like, everyone else there, everyone else there who's been under that control, they're free. They're supposed to be free now. But but they're not. And it's like they're okay with that. So it's like this strange, I guess it's, like, supposed to put emphasis on, like, you could argue that they feel like they're free now, even though they're not in better hands because they they just believe that this lady's better, right? I guess is that that's what they would argue. Well, but it's like that doesn't seem like a very reliable argument either. And I also don't like how they did Henry and Sam uh, as like these awful snitching, terrible people that just get everyone killed just for their own benefit, right? Like, obviously, he's doing it for Sam because he Sam is, is sick and all this stuff, and he's, like, super protective, and he tells Joel this whole story. But I really liked Sam and Henry's characters and the Hunters and everything in the game way, 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 way more than I did in the show. Um, I think that the whole dynamic that Ellie and Sam had in the show was still good. I think that the whole dynamic that Sam and Henry had in the show was still good. But if you had to compare both of them next to each other, I would argue the game did it better in every way. I would say it did it better in every way. I do like the fact that Sam was... uh, Like, I mean, yeah, that alone made it a a much... Not better experience, but definitely... interesting. Yeah, it made it more interesting. And it makes you like realize like that probably was one of the reasons why they survived as long as they did is because they never had to talk. So at no point in time, they could hide anywhere and nobody would ever know they're there because they're just signing everything, you know? Well, that was a really cool idea to me. What really uh, brought it, it didn't, I wouldn't say brought it down. I didn't like the end scene with the bloater. Oh, that, the bloater was so cool though. That was crazy, bro. That was the really bloater was cool, that was really strange. I'll admit but, it was very like odd how all of a sudden they just erupt because one car crashed into a building. Like I understand that that was kind of very coincidental. I, if that's what you're gonna talk about, but yeah, but that whole scene it, when they came out and the huge fight and then the bloater showing up—that was what saved. I'm going to say it's what saves the show for me because I really like action. But in general, I, like I really liked it, but I can definitely see why it was a very strange placement for that you know event to happen or like a strange timing or like reasoning. It would have been different if there was a some sort of like, um, I don't know, hint that, yeah, because like you have an, is it, I don't know if it's in that same episode or if it's in episode four where you see the ground like bubbling up underneath one of the buildings. But then you have like the four of them go underground and they cut all the way through and there's no hint at anything being under there at all. So they get out of the city using those tunnels. And my thought is shouldn't have there have been some 
signs that, right. that like all these infected are down there like any signs whatsoever yeah, would have would have totally and all made the people it. were gone but there's none like what, what's your excuse yeah. for that they're just gone or did they join with fedra or did they just like leave because they were attacked were they infected like in the game they're infected like the place got overrun because people didn't follow the rules but in the show yeah. it's like yeah there's a different context to like the city and what's going on in it but still you would think you know there's some sort of evidence to say oh maybe fedra didn't clear this area out maybe there is some infected here which would explain why there was a huge like sinkhole that just erupted with infected right but no it, apparently that sinkhole was just sitting there conveniently placed <laughs> just for that moment for no reason without any prior knowledge whatsoever did they explain that in like the after scenes at all Nope, nope, they didn't explain it at all. And I've watched all the after, like, the, the post-credits interviews and all that oh, stuff. It, they, they don't explain it, and it drove me fucking nuts because I was like, this doesn't make sense. They just went through tunnels underground to get out of the goddamn city, and there was nothing and Henry there. Even Literally nothing. clearly states, he says, damn, I guess that guy was telling the truth. They did clear out the whole tunnels, like, three years ago. <laughs> and it's like, and right? it emphasizes like, you know, Yeah, it's like... I don't know. Man. It's like the scenes were shown out of order. Yes. Like the the sinkhole scene should have been shown right before they left the city to go find like Sam and Henry. That would have made more sense. But it it was I don't even remember if it was in the same goddamn episode. It might have been the episode prior where she's just like seal up the building, don't tell anybody about. Oh this. yeah, I know that was and the like, same episode. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But that they didn't explain right. that well because all he said was, "Look at our few our food shortage." And they looked at the, they're looking at the food shortage and there's like, and then all of a sudden the ground starts rumbling and she's, should we tell them? And she's like, seal up the building and let no one inside. And it's just kind of like, okay, like you were just talking about the food shortage and we looked at an empty space with some bags and the ground started moving. It's like, what am I supposed to believe here? Like, I'm very confused. Granted, after seeing the event happen and finishing the whole episode, you could kind of try and stretch to tie those things together because it makes sense that they were trying to do that. But if you had to look at it realistically, those things should not be tied together at all. <laughs> like you should put, <laughs> exactly. you should be doing a lot more like, you know, they should have more dialogue saying, Oh shoot. Are they underneath us or anything? Something like that would have been really helpful to explain that event. That would have been pretty good, you know, but yeah, it's yeah. very random, very like kind of just did not expect it at all. It just kind of just conveniently has happened right there. And even then, let's say they were tied together miraculously by some stretchy, stretchy like conclusion. Why did the sinkhole happen there so are so far outside the city and not directly in the building where the ground was shifting in the first place? Like it's definitely a stretch for the very, writers in my very opinion. Big like yeah, but with that being said, I did like the end scene with uh, Sam and Henry, and I like the scene with, with Ellie writing. finding out that, yeah, when he was like writing with Sam, yeah. um, when she was writing with Sam, and you know she tries to to cure him with the blood and yeah, all that. Yeah, because it sounds like that was really. It cool. made sense why a kid would do that. They'd be like, like if I was, if I saw my best friend was like gonna like turn and i felt and i knew i was had the cure in my blood i would definitely try something like that like it makes sense like yeah so that that was a really cool scene i really enjoyed that the scene you know afterwards the next morning 
was really well done. Um, showed Ellie. I don't changing know. a bit, which I liked. It showed her like stepping yeah. up versus when Joel was trying to protect her. I also don't know if I like the game version or the show better, but I I I'd probably say they're probably equal in my opinion with the 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 scene where Henry has to shoot Sam. That was that was like a rough scene to watch both times. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's there's no point where I was like, oh, this is lame or like not as good as the the other time I saw it. No, it was just as messed. It's up. really well just, done. It was just yeah. as sad. I remember. I remember. Yeah. You know, my, my girlfriend turned to me when that happened. She was like really sad. She's like, "Do they die in the game too?" And I was like, "We'll just have to play the game and find out." <laughs> <laughs> so the so you're not caught up no. yet, but honestly, um, the the progression of the game to like the the show is exactly the same. The only difference is. Uh, the there's a flashback episode. It's, it's not the entire episode, but it's a majority of it with the the um, the DLC where Ellie gets bit, and they kind of work it into the show in a very natural way, which I really liked. And my wife was asking me what the last two episodes were, and they were the epi- like what the episodes are going to consist of. In my opinion, are going to be exactly what I thought they would consist of. Like if you've played the game, you can you you know what the last two episodes exactly are going to be this, and from the previews i'm gonna take a guess and i just want you to tell me if like i'm right is it gonna be like um the one where it's like snowy out and they get separated and then there's the the do you are the hunters in it is that guy in it i can't remember his name the guy that kidnaps ellie david, yes, david. i think it's actually david <laughs> yeah it is david is it yeah okay so that's the next yeah. Uh, thing that's gonna happen, and then I'm assuming the last episode's gonna be um, the f- them getting to the fireflies and climactic, you know, boom boom, everything goes. Yeah, the big fight. I, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, anyways, it, yeah, that's why I'm. It's assuming. gonna be different. Probably, like most likely, it's gonna be different. But like that's uh, that's where it's supposed. In general direction. That's where the general direction is. Yeah, the general direction. So the the episode you're going to watch next has one scene that I was like super disappointed in because it was acted way better in the game. And I was like, fuck, man, you got it. I don't know how many takes they must have done to get the one that they got in the show, but they should have kept going and done more. Okay, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. Yeah, you'll know it when you see it. Trust me, you'll see it and you'll be like, oh. Oh, that's what Dave was talking about. Oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, god damn, the show and the game are... The, I'm I'd say they're pretty good. So glad, I'm so glad that Neil Druckmann is actually working on the show because at least you get some... like You get pretty much what the game would be if it was made into a show first. Like It's, it's that. It is what it is. They fit as much of the game into the show as they possibly could without it being like, you know, four hours of action just like jammed in. I there. really, really, really like how they did those scenes uh, with the doctor and like finding out how, like the infection had just started and everything. You know what I'm talking about? Like the old lady. Oh, yeah. That was so good. Like, I'm so happy they did those scenes, especially in the first episode. That's what made the first episode so good to me was the fact that we got to really see more of what Sarah was dealing with. 
and like her going over to her neighbors and like the old lady and all that crazy stuff like that was done so well like honestly first episode was 100 percent like the best one so far in my opinion and I, I that's what i like about some of the changes is that they're putting more uh emphasis on like things that are happening around the world that they just kind of like mentioned but they didn't really talk too much about in the game yeah i like how they actually explained how the the cordyceps spread like in the the initial outbreak area um because that's why i always wondered i was like how the fuck does this thing infect so many people so quickly like you would think that like something would happen and you know if somebody was acting weird they'd just like shoot him in the head or whatnot mm-hmm. and i can't remember i think it's the third episode where it's joel and ellie walking down the road and she asks like how like how do you did this all start and he says like they got into some sort of food supply they assume and once it was in the food it was easily spread throughout the world he i think he specifically says flour like he that it got it was it was like grain and flour because it could get mold on it anything that could get mold on it was what uh ended up spreading the infection and he even said that uh some folks like just went to the grocery store bought some stuff and ate it and a few days later they were all infected which is hilarious because in the first episode uh i forgot tommy says he's gonna get him something like a donut or something he's like ah i can't i'm on keto which i've like in retrospect is so fucking hilarious because it works perfectly as to how he didn't get infected jeez yeah they did really they did work like they put in some work to to make it fit well which is really cool if you had to rate uh each game and the show like one to ten what would your rating be at the moment uh let's say like part one and remaster and like original game all count as like we'll do that all in the same category as game one so we'll only do three so like game one game two show all right um i would have to say for the first game i would probably rate it uh i would rate it a nine out of ten the only thing that really i'd dock it anything for is there like some of the combat is a bit clunkier and you know it it definitely started showing its age uh as far as gameplay goes in certain respects but the story just makes up for it in every respect and i i think it's absolutely crazy that the first game holds up as well as it does when it comes to like motion capture and cutscenes and voice acting it's still better than 99% of what gets released even today and it's it's a decade old and then um last of us part 2 I would probably rate that. God, it sucks because the gameplay is so fucking good in that game. It makes it so hard to rate. I would probably give The Last of Us Part Two an 8 out of 10. The, just because the story has those huge misses. But the, the gameplay is so much better than the first game. That it, it almost makes up for it. It almost it makes up for the fact that it makes me play half the game as a person I fucking hate. And the show, so far, if you would have asked me when the show first started, and we were like three episodes in, I would have said like nine out of ten. I would have to probably rate it like a like a seven out of ten as of right now, 
But I think that might change depending on how they handled the very last episode. And that's only because of, um, like I said, certain scenes being like underacted. And I think that they could have gotten better performances out of the characters. And some of the like weird pacing in certain episodes, I'm not a huge fan of. But otherwise, I think that this is definitely the best video game adaptation to screen that I've I've ever seen. Like hands down, it's 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 a low bar though, sadly. But there is because there's not a lot of good video game adaptations, you know. It was the original Mortal Kombat movie that that was good. Was it? No, I was gonna say. I was like, Gora looks like a giant puppet. It looks fucking awful. I was gonna say. I was like, damn. I don't remember being good. So what would you rate him? Uh, okay. So I actually have very similar scores to you. Um, I would give the first game a 9 out of 10 as well. And I would also say uh, my original reasoning was like, I can't give it a 9. I can't give it a perfect score because having a perfect score means that like everything is perfect and there's nothing that could be improved on. Uh, and like in general, like it's just the best of the best in a way, right? But I don't think I could give it that. I think that's genuinely a fantastic story, great gameplay. And it was really well thought out. But, I mean, there's probably something they could do to make it a little bit better. Like, like tweak us some, some game mechanics. Fix the online. You know, you know, multiplayer is kind of broken, bro. I'm putting multiplayer in there, by the way. <laughs> I'm not just rating the story. You know, I want to rate the whole game as a whole. So, yeah, I'd say it isn't. The multiplayer is broken, but it was, it was fun. fun. You have it to was, admit it, it was, was fun. fun. Uh, when you're winning. <laughs> uh... But yeah, I'd say like a nine out of ten is very good rating for the the first game in general. Um, for the second game, I would actually give it a little bit lower. I actually talked to my friends about this a lot when we first started talking about you know when we first beat the game and everything, and then I started changing my score after I played it again. I would say I'd have to give it like a seven point five out of ten, maybe a seven, uh, just because. I'm a really big fan of story uh, and there's nothing else in the game except story. And it really, really like bummed me out because I was, I had a lot of anticipation and everything for the game. And uh, even going back on it a second time, trying to look at it with like a different perspective, I feel like I couldn't really, I, I feel like I just clarified my answer more for myself as to why I didn't like it as much as the first one. Um, and there's just too much that was missing for me. Uh, for the story and the characters, so I, I don't think I could give it anywhere above a 7.5 at the moment. Um, and then for the show, I would say I would say I had the same feeling, but I also was like a little nervous because a lot of shows always start off like every show that I see that gets like this this brand new show feel and everything's supposed to be crazy. The first episode is always most of the time, let's say 80% of the time the first episode's gonna be a banger uh, just because everyone's anticipating it, it's getting hyped up but the real consistency of the show is what makes the rating change over time so the first episode was great second episode uh, felt a little slow but it didn't feel like it left anything uh, to change with the score third episode was really really good uh, I didn't really like the changes initially, by the way. I actually really didn't enjoy any of the fact that it changed. 
But after watching it more and like listening to other perspectives, I can see why they would need to change it because they want something new that's going to attract longtime fans like with different perspectives or like a different take on the characters is really cool and interesting and everyone wants to see that and at the same time it it encourages people to see this really cool story that they're putting a lot of hard work into for people who've never played the games and i think that uh it was like new for everyone so it was a good uh thing in that general like aspect so if i had to go off of everything i've seen so far which is only five episodes. I would probably give it about a seven at the moment. Uh, just because I feel like I haven't finished it yet and the score might change later on, but I'm still not like disappointed to where I'm not going to watch it. I'm like still excited to watch it. I'm excited to see all the differences and like what they're going to change. And I like seeing um, what n- else Neil Druckmann had planned for the show. Like if he, or like plan for the story and the characters, you know. Yeah, that's it. Now here's the real question: Do you think there'll be a giraffe in the last episode? Everyone's talking about the, you know, they're gonna have the giraffe petting scene and everything. I'm so surprised. Uh they sh- like seriously, they should though, because like it's one of the most memorable moments of that last area of the game. Like I, I will always remember that scene because. It's so weird because it's like you're living in like this. It's a video apocalyptic game, apocalyptic world. In my perspective, I saw like, like everything's going wrong, everything's dying, and you get this scene that's like absolutely beautiful, and it's just all sunlight. It's like a bright sunny day, and these these animals are just thriving, and you get to go in, and you get to pet a giraffe. It feels so like surreal and like such a like a pause on everything going on in the story. It's like a breath of fresh air. I, I think that's the coolest thing about it, yeah. though. It's like it's a video game. Like it, it. You never think of a video game inciting this much emotion out of a person, especially for something so like dumb, where you're just it, it. In if you were to tell somebody about the scene, they would probably fucking laugh in your face because it's like, oh, you pet a giraffe in a video game. But at the end of this long ass journey that you've just taken playing this game, and you know you're you're right at the end, like you you can like feel it, like the tension that has been building up the entire game is kind of like it, it's finally somewhat alleviating because you know you're close, and then you see the giraffe and you pet the giraffe and you're like, wow, this is like this is really something beautiful, and it's almost like you're there, and it's just such like a good break right before the end of the game and i think that's why people remember it so well it's it's not a an epic battle with a bunch of you know runners and or you know hunters or anything like that it's just this like yeah it's just this quiet beautiful scene with joel ellie and this this animal and that and like that it's just a simple little like moment that just passes by and like they don't really like talk too much about it afterwards but it's just kind of like you feel like you're like right there with them yeah i will say this about the show going back to the show one more time before we start to wrap this up it has some of the most gorgeous cinematography i have ever seen on television just like absolutely beautiful scenes and you're in for a treat when you watch the sixth episode because there's a lot of shots in the sixth episode that are just like unbelievably beautiful. Like it's stuff that you've never seen before. 
I'm I'm pretty excited. I love that kind of stuff. I've been I've been enjoying a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the little like slow cuts and like pans that they have when they're going around Joel and Ellie like while they're walking around exploring or like talking. It's pretty nice. Yeah, just don't be one of those dicks that points out the fact that like the camera crew is like slightly in scene in like one of the aerial shots or something stupid. Have you seen that on Twitter I yet? I have not. No, I haven't. There's one aerial shot. I think it might be in the next Are episode. Are they in? <laughs> They're like in the in the Oh, dude, so here's the thing. It's a drone shot. So it's hundreds of feet in the air. Like it's way fucking oh, up. So like you have to like squint like, to see it kind of thing or is it like, Exactly. Okay. They zoomed in like a crazy amount and you could see like four or five people from the crew and they're under trees. They're not like visibly out in the open they're like under the shadows of trees and the only way you would notice it is if you've like zoomed in like a crazy amount and people are like oh look at that you know everybody says the show's so great but you can see the camera crew i'm like no that's like nothing it looks like a shadow this isn't like the whole starbucks cup in game of thrones it's a whole different those are just the crazy last of us haters that are like still butthurt that joel's dead like you know, there's you know that giant mob that came out of nowhere that were like really like just shit talking everything, like harassing the devs and all that stuff when Last of Us Two came out. I feel like the yeah. only people that would really care about that are those people that are just can't get over the fact that people like the Last of Us Part Two. You know, like just can't get over the fact that like there's something to like about the game at all just because they're still butt hurt that Joel's dead, and it's like, like. You know what I'm talking about? Like those those crazy fanatics. The people that are like too obsessed, like too too. In their opinions, their their arguments are like awful for like why they would just do all these terrible things. I was watching um, a whole bunch of content creators reviewing the game when it came out, and a lot of people were saying, "Oh, I liked the game. I really liked it." And granted, like I didn't fully agree with them, but like I still agreed on points that they pointed out, like like we were talking about, like gameplay and design and uh voice acting and i thought those are really good but i remember the freaking harassment these people got just for saying they liked anything about the game at all or just saying anything positive about the game it was like atrocious it was like people gotta relax dude like you cannot like a game other people can like the game but like you know what i'm saying like you don't need to be like a, a disgusting trash bag of a human being t- towards like everyone around you just because they don't have the same perfect opinion as you, right? And that's yeah. what that's what I feel like these people are is like they're just still harassing like Neil Druckmann and like everything that he does, you know. Which is funny because it's not like he's done anything much since The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, <laughs> like they they're still working on just like the multiplayer. Uh, standalone oh, game I for the last can't of us. wait for that by the way oh my gosh i'm so excited for the multiplayer bro it, it is gonna be good whenever, whenever it comes, it comes out. out that combat because <laughs> oh, they were talking about it, they're like yeah the combat's gonna be like tweaked a little bit to like you know allow everyone to do the same stuff in the game but like towards each other and i'm like damn it's gonna be beautiful i'm either gonna have a great great time or i'm gonna be really sad that i'm getting my ass kicked in the multiplayer so we'll see how that goes Oh, I'm gonna be pretty salty. <laughs> yeah, I was salty the with the Last of Us like uh, remaster when playing the multiplayer in oh, that game, dude. When they would pay to have those giant OP machine guns and like shotguns, and it's like, bro, I don't want to buy the weapon. Like, why can't I just like unlock it? 
You know what I'm talking? Yeah, I don't want I don't want to talk about that fucking pay to win nonsense that was, that in was that game. So hopefully it's not the same thing that happens with the the new one coming yeah. out. Like I really hope it it's it's much more just like, hey, I pay forty bucks or whatever for a standalone multiplayer experience. That's all and I, I want. If it's seventy bucks, I'm gonna be like, you guys are out your goddamn. Mind. I feel like it might be around like sixty, sixty, seventy area. I think just because you know how the new games are going. I mean, look at Last was Part One. They added a lot of stuff, but it's still just the Last was Part One. <laughs> 70 bucks. It is just The Last of Us Part 1. I will, I'm will. i going to get that game, but I'm waiting for it to drop to like, eh, like 40, 50 bucks. I might get uh, it. I still have to buy Harry Potter too. So. Yeah, I already, I've been playing yeah. that a bit, actually. It's a really, really good game. I know there's controversy. Okay, I know people don't like it and agree with it, but I, I think the devs did a really good job with the game. Really, really good. Yeah. Very good. I, I, I honestly was bashing that game so hard before it came out because I'm like, this is this game's not going to get more than like a seven, uh, 7 out of 10 in reviews. Yeah. And then it came out and it crushed it. And I was like, I'm eating my fucking words. Oh, I don't, I don't really pay too much attention to reviews. I just, I like to have my own opinion on, I, like, not like you don't have your own opinion, but like, I like to go in blind. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not, no, no, oh, yeah. uh, distractions or anything. Like, no one telling you, spoiling anything. Cause I, I feel like if I experience it like completely blind, I can have more of a genuine point of view off of it. Even, Fair even enough. if it's like a really good game and a bunch of people are saying it's a really good game. I, I don't want to go into it thinking this is going to be a really good game. I want to go into it thinking like it's just a game at the moment to me. That makes sense. Uh, but you, all right. Yeah, I, I guess uh, I do. We have anything more to talk about? I think we I think we've we've rated I think it we and we're at like two and a half hours. In. Jeez, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to. Yeah, this is getting split up into two episodes. for I sure. Wanna, like this is going to be part one and part I two. I kind of want to like clarify like uh like I want to do like a little recording for like the beginning of the episode to give a warning. Like we, I met, I mess up so many names. I feel bad about it. Oh, yeah. I always do. I like ever, at the start of almost every episode, I go back and I like because uh, I record the intro after I edit the audio for the main podcast. Oh, I got. It. And even in the last one, I just did like the Halo podcast. I just did. I had to go back and be like, oh, I bet this guy's name, not that guy's name. Yeah. Like, cause I, I misset it. So I always have like amendments and stuff that like, you know, come out beforehand. So don't worry. Hey, about let's it. go. I know it's going to suck for people to listen to. And they're going to be hearing me say Lee. Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> what are you talking about? His name's not Lee. It's Lev. This guy just no. play the game. I think we corrected ourselves early enough. And they, they like I said, I'll have a, uh, something in the beginning of the episode to let them know. But, but yeah. um, yeah, it was is there anything you wanna you wanna plug while you're here? Uh, not at the moment. No, I'm still working on that. <laughs> um, but I saw you had a, got a capture card I though. I did. Well, I have one on my PC, but I didn't have an external one for consoles and stuff like that. So I was like, gotta get that, gotta plug that in, figure it out. Finally nice. did it. Now I can do like everything, like anything I want. Now I can stream it. I'm not restricted to like the stupid you know twitch thing on psn or like wherever to stream wirelessly but yeah uh at some point i will but at the moment uh i'd say just go back check out the other episodes of the podcast i feel like we we do our best to explain as much as possible our opinions and uh hopefully you guys enjoy it yeah thank you very much uh this was a fun 
little bit divisive chat in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to, that's probably going to be part one of the episode Bro, is that that's going to be so long. It's going to be so hilarious to listen to though. So fucking hilarious. But yeah, thanks for, for coming on. Uh, it's nice to have like you on because we've, I think the last like three or four episodes have just been my buddy Harrison. I feel bad. I, so, I so, know I was supposed to be on like a few times and I don't know, a lot of stuff has happened. So been very uh not available as much as i want it to be but uh i'll try to be over the next actually next week i should have an opportunity again as well so i'll look forward to that all right man sounds good hope to have you you back on i'm not sure what we'll talk about and, though but yeah we'll, we'll have to figure that out but that's that's going to be it for this episode thank thank you all for listening uh make sure you come back and check out whatever we do next. This is actually one of the few times that I don't know what I'm doing for the next uh, show. So just, you know, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Patreon, and you'll figure it out as soon as I figure it out. And again, thanks Logan for coming on, talking about the last of us, arguing with me for like half an hour about yeah, gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> we will do that some from time to time. Oh yeah, it, it's it's fun. It makes for it makes for good listening. I enjoyed it. But that's gonna be it. And uh thanks guys. Have a good Have one. A good one.